Tuesday night, it's time for the show. We've been doing it for so long, and it's still fun. It's the best show, and we're all here. AP Mike's out there, and Zudio is here too. And Pat is there too. Every Tuesday is time for the show. It's gonna be funny, so get ready to laugh. Oh, oh, Bubba Best Show. Here it comes again. My, my. Every Tuesday night now. Bubba Best Show. Get ready. Here it comes. As it's back again. And when you think it's over. Six days later, another one shows up. My, my, it's time for the best show, Bubba Best Show. Now you really know, every Tuesday it's time to have fun. AP Mike told me that he doesn't like the show anymore. He said he only shows up because there's free Kirkland Light. That was a lie. AP Mike loves the show, and I think Dudio is the one that really doesn't like it anymore. But that's a lie, he likes it too. And I think that's the one that doesn't like it. But he keeps to himself, so it's hard to get a good read on him. Whoa, whoa, Bubba Best Show. Here we go again. Every Tuesday, three hours of comedy. Bubba Best Show. Here it comes again, here it is, whether you like it or not. And it's time for the best show, you listened to it for 21 years, now it's still here, and it's getting better somehow, Bubba Best Show, I go said, why my it's now or never, Bubba Best Show. We stopped it in 2013, then it came back, now it's even better. And best show, here it comes again. Three hours of mirth, music, and mayhem. Bubba Best Show. The phone number is 201-332-3484. Ever since we stopped the best show in 2013, maybe that's when it should have gone away for good, but no, no. The show is here until the end of time. No, no, best show. Here it comes again. My, my. I'm gonna have some fun doing the best show. I like doing the show. And those guys like doing it too. We all like doing it. It's parodic. Parodic. Right, Mike? That's right, it's parodic because it's time for the best show and here is the best show and I am the host of the best show. My name's Tom Sharpling. Welcome here on a beautiful Tuesday evening in July of 2018. It's hot out and it's hot everywhere, but you know what? It's cool in here and that's the sound between your two ears. That's cool when the best show's doing its thing. This will cool you down with some good old-fashioned, fun conversation the way you used to have it back in the 
the when the shadow is on the radio. It's just like that all over again. Who knows what evil lurks in the heart of men? I do. And tonight's topic everything must be reevaluated. We will reevaluate the things we like, didn't like. Are we wrong? Are we right? Everything gets put back under the microscope tonight. That's just how it goes. So let's get into it. It's time for the best show. The show must begin. There's no other way to go with the best show than to go forward. And that's the best part of it is when we do it. And here it comes. It's time for the best show. Get ready. Everything you've ever wanted is about to come true in podcast form.2018 what's going on how are you 
I hope you're doing all right. I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Uh-huh. Who is that again, Mike? I'm not feeling too good, myself. Was that Joe Cocker? What? Dave Mason? Really? I'm doing all right. Uh-huh. Not feeling too good myself. That's Dave Mason. You're sure? I gotta check my flight, uh, original motion picture soundtrack when I get home. That movie ruled. Flight. You're on the dark side of the moon, man! John Goodman's character on that, in that movie. What a great, what a great realistic character that was. You need a cocoa puff, man. That's a cigarette with cocaine in it. That soundtrack was the most on the nose soundtrack that any movie has ever, any movie has ever had was that soundtrack. Because you're watching the movie and it starts off and it's like, it starts off, it's like, you think it's going to be the greatest thing you ever saw. It starts off in a hotel room and then it's like, uh, they're doing, they're doing, uh, drugs and the, the people are, uh, they, they, they're walking around half, uh, naked and stuff. And then they flies a plane and it's upside down. You're like, all this happened in 10 minutes. What's going to happen for the rest of this movie? The answer, nothing. The rest of the movies, him hiding in a hotel room. What a pile of trash that movie was. Thumbs down, Zemeckis. On that one. The first movie he made, I didn't like. First Robert Zemeckis movie, I didn't like. I like all of them. Name of movies uh, uh, Bobby Zemeckis made, I like it. Except for flight. He was 29 and 0 until then, Mike. I'm going to look at the film, the film, uh, the, the body of work here. Hold on. He's got a cool leather jacket in his photo on IMDb. Looks like a stand-up comic a little bit. Maybe I'll start wearing black t-shirts like stand-up comics do. Right? What's that? Yeah, all the cool people wear black t-shirts. Louis C.K., Ricky Gervais, Jerry Garcia. Eric Clapton. Yeah, like every one of these Robert Zemeckis movies. Like used cars. Let's see. Director. I want to hold your hand. Romancing the Stone, Back to the Future. Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Back to the Future 2 and 3. Death Becomes Her, Forrest Gump. Contact, What Lies Beneath, Cast Away, Polar Express, Beowulf. These are all my favorite movies. Yeah, I said Forrest Gump. A Christmas Carol. Then Flight. Didn't like it. The Walk, that was a fun one. That's the one where everybody true up. And this new one, this new one looks uh, troublesome. 
Steve uh, Carell running around with a bunch of uh, action dolls. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'll see it. When Zemeckis drops a movie in the theater, you see it. If you love movies, that's how you do it. I just go to the theater and I just go up to the window and I just go, It's Zemeckis time! And they knew who I am and they sell me my one ticket. Who did we just hear? Oh my goodness, the Golden Boys. My favorite band. That's one of my favorite bands. Sidewalk. What a great song. You like that song, Mike? That's good. Yeah, I know it's not uh no it's not one of your usual jams. It's not a uh, uh it's not a uh, a song about a, a whatever the grateful that potato uh right? Right? Uh it would be a song like honeycomb uh, potato uh two step. I got this tape. They did honeycomb potato two step on it. Yeah, this is them. This is them at, at the University of Massachusetts, UMass. They did this show. It's uh, 92978. They did honeycomb potato two step. It was like a punk version. I love when people like equate punk with things that aren't punk. Like, like yeah, Bob Dylan at Royal Albert Hall. They're playing this like punk. Then you hear it, you're like, eh, it's like rock music. I mean, it's like punk. It's great. Everything's not punk. But sometimes you talk to people. Everybody thinks what they're doing is punk rock. Like, yeah, you know, we're doing this thing. It's really just punk rock. We're doing it. It's, it's, it's like punk rock. I remember talking to someone who I'm not going to name names. A comedian asked me about potentially uh, uh, working, uh, writing on his TV show. This is a guy who had a show that was on a cable network, like a scripted show that maybe just didn't have all the money in the world. And he was like, you know, we're it's really what we're doing is we're doing this punk rock. It's like, no, it's not. It's a sitcom, not punk rock. You know, look, we don't have all the resources and stuff, and we're just shooting this thing all over New York City. It's really like punk rock. Then you watch it, just like, has this this guy ever heard punk rock in his life? So yeah, we heard Sidewalk by uh, Golden Boys from their album Dirty Fingernails. Came out... uh, 2012 already. How about that on 12XU? Great label, great album, great song. Just great. Everything's just great. Yeah, it's like punk rock. You know, we're shooting this show. And this comedian is is as PG as it gets, this guy. And they were just like, and look, he's a funny guy. Show was funny. It wasn't punk rock though. Why? Just because you you got a table, a, a craft service table with M and M's on it. That's not punk rock. You go, you got a nice craft service table with cut fruit on it. 
it's not punk rock. Punk rocks. You're 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 eating out of a you're eating on the uh, on the back of a turlet. You're eating lunch. You're eating lunch on a, a turlet tank, because it's the best you can do. How you doing, Mike? Good. Sorry, I wasn't here last week. Everybody, I had a medical thing. I had to get some, uh, yeah, some stuff, and I uh, was put under to do it. And I'm okay though. I'm still here. Can't stop me. Am I a hundred percent? No, I'm not. But am I here? Yup. And am I going to do it? I'm already doing it. The doing has done begun. Who's good here? Line two. Your idea good or my idea good? Both. Is this caller uh, advanced age? Yes. Oh, goody. Best show, hi. Hey, Tom. How are you? I'm good. To whom am I speaking? This is Ryan from Boston. Ryan from Boston. Yes, sir. Welcome, Ryan. How are you tonight? I'm very well. How are you doing? I'm okay. You feeling better? Uh, a little bit. Nah, I'm not all the way back, but I'm closer. Yeah, let's uh-huh. go. Wait, is this Ryan? Is this the guy who wrote the book? Yes, it is. Mike. I was calling to thank you. Of course. Of course. This dude wrote a book called Astral Weeks. And it's about, his name's Ryan Walsh. Ryan Ryan H. Walsh? Yeah. And he wrote this book, came out a couple months ago, called Astral Weeks. And it's about Boston in the 19, in 1968, the city of Boston. It's a very interesting book. And because that's where Van Morrison, who, you know, is not, not one of my all-time favorites, but, you know. <laughs> Look, that album, that's a great album. It's not, mm-hmm. Look, honestly, it's not an album I go to a whole lot. Sure. But, it, but it's great. It's not what I'm going to say. It's not good. No, it's great. Do it's I kind re- of punk. What's yeah, that? It's kind of punk. Rock. It's kind of punk. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. It's, um, no, it's that thing where it's like, you ever talk to somebody and they're just like, oh, the, time, the, the fan of Thread sucked. And you're like. No, it didn't suck. You might just have not liked it. Uh-huh, it didn't yeah. suck. <laughs> it's like this album might not be my all-time favorite album, but I the the greatness is undeniable on it. And then so then this dude who's on the phone right now, he writes his book documenting that this album was recorded in Boston, which is hard to believe. You think like a a a, a a Van Morrison well, record is going to be done in Ireland or where or somewhere in the UK, but not. <laughs> what's he doing in Boston doing it? Well, he's on the run from the mob. <laughs> yeah, he literally was on the run from the mob. He ended up there because a mob a, a mob dude in New York smashed a guitar over his head. Yes, and when I visited that dude in New York, uh, while well, he was still alive, at the end of our interview, he sent me and my friend away with sealed box set of uh, Heroes of Italian American Baseball League, which he had a stack of, which I can only assume fell off a truck. Hey. No. Well, um, <laughs> not, not a huge leap. This guy's was an admitted mob guy. Yes, yeah. Yeah, he was not. He was not just like, why do they keep saying I'm in the mob? <laughs> no, he was bragging. He was bragging <laughs> about being in the mob. He actually, he actually answered his phone, Hello City Morgue. 
This is great. This, uh, this book. Because it's not just about the album. That's, that's what I was worried. I was going to read this thing and this guy's going to be like, and then he got guitar picks at this <laughs> store and then it started playing the other song and then suddenly he broke his string on his guitar and it like, I thought it was going to be like, I'm like, oh no, what is this going to be? But no, it's the whole year. It's everything. There's like a cult going on up there and the cult is led by a dude who, Played at the Newport Festival after Bob Dylan freaked everybody out. This guy got up there. It's a cult led by a guy named Mel, which is already a. It's already, you know, you're. But wait, Tom, not just a guy named Mel. He also plays harmonica. He's a harmonica playing cult. It's the kind of thing where it's like, to quote Jeff, to paraphrase Jeff Foxworthy, it's just like, if the cult leader, if the cult you're in. Is led by a harmonica playing guy named Mel. You might be in the wrong cult. <laughs> so, but it has that. It has all these things. The Velvet Underground uh, play a part in it because they they never performed in New York at that point. Boston was really the city they played at all the time, where they were making their bones live. At that point, they they played up there constantly. So the, the, it's it, it he captures he takes a a portrait of a city from all different angles over the course of one year and it's it's a very it's a, a masterfully written book Ryan I Tom I, I I can't believe you read it and I just it means the world to me thank you very much I really really mean that I love the show well of course you do because you get you get yeah. the good stuff you know the good stuff Ryan it's, it's I not, do it's not hard to see you know the good stuff. <laughs> So you, so you, 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 you listen to the show. Who's your favorite on the show? You can say. Well, I'll tell you what. I actually have a bone to pick. Oh no! You know, how Dio always says, "Oh, okay, I got this I Crosby to call. I got Crosby to call in." Yeah. It was it was me and Mary Hulan's tweets that kicked that off. Oh. He just slid over the private number. Oh. So I'm just calling. Uh, that's the main reason for my call. I want some retroactive point oh, stripping. Duty has been stripped of points. <laughs> this, is, this is like a disgrace to him. I'm waiting. When's that door going to fly open? When's that door flying open? He left. He left. He left. You drove him out. Well, Where I, did he go? <laughs> Where does this guy go off to? The smoke of... Uh, all right, Mike. All right, take it easy, Mike. <laughs> Mike's drunk on Kirkland Light. You have a cold Kirkland Light, Mike? Do we have any guests here, Mike? What? Give them Kirkland Light. <laughs> Give them... They, you, you, you have to get thrown out if you don't drink Kirkland Light. New rule. Well, I want... What's it, so how long did this book take you to write, Ryan? Uh, about about two years front to back. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's 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 really impressive in the the amount of detail in it, and and this guy ends up over at at Peter Wolf's place. That's right in the book because he was friends with Van Morrison. Right, he was like his best friend here in Boston, and uh, uh, Peter had me over one night, and then showed me like the. The tapes I'm searching for, the whole book. We had a great time, got along well, and then uh, 
he never spoke to me again. He just ghosted me. So, so. you, yeah, he was. So, but look, you you heard the, you heard the stuff, right? Eventually, eventually, I do get to hear it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You heard these tapes of Van Morrison playing like early versions of this album. Which is a very popular. It's called Astro. Astro. We Astrol. <laughs> yeah. And for people who don't know, this is not the album that has Brown Eyed Girl on it. This is like an album that has no hits on it. Right. It's the weirdest album to make when you're literally broke and like have one more chance to make it, and you make like this art rock record with eight minute songs on it. Yeah. Who knows what he was thinking. That's the thing, though, is that you get into the, the thing and you follow it. And uh, you sometimes that's... Look, I've done it 2,000 times. I do the best show. You don't think I know it? Every Tuesday night, I get into the state that this dude was in when he did Astro Weeks. <laughs> I know what that's like. Yeah. I do it for three hours a week. And But you you talk to your team. He didn't... He wouldn't even... No. He couldn't even talk to his musicians. This guy goes in the booth and he, he goes... He ignores... How do you make an album when you don't talk to the other musicians? Well, the, produce, the producer did the, that work. But still, it's... Yeah, I know. It's crazy. It's really... It shouldn't have turned out good. No. And this... I'm, I'm just going to say this. This book... You check this book out. This book is great. Hi everybody, Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. So who are the animals? Because I don't I smell, smell them. You go, you, you want something that's interesting? You like raw, uh, rock music? You like, like uh, a thing with a bunch of characters running around going nuts? book is great this but right you know what it was it was altman-esque it was altman-esque this book i can't that that is unbelievable really i love that really was altman-esque it was like it was like the movie nashville but in boston in 1968 it's all the characters and they intersect at different points it's so it's 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 great thank you so much Tom. so i say to you ryan h walsh yes sir all, congratulations on this book being published Secondly, what is, are you working on another book? Uh, not yet, no. I'm doing, you know, I'm still, still doing dates touring the book and then working on a new record with my band and keeping busy, you know. This guy's got a band. It's Hallelujah, The Hills. The Hills, yes. yeah. So you're, bu you're busy. You're busy little I, I want to stay out of trouble, you know? Yeah. And you, uh, you got, you're doing pre... What about the next book? What if you do the next book where you... What if the next book's about the best show? Why don't you just do the next book about the best show? I wrote it. I've, I've interviewed you before, actually. What? You might not have connected the dots. I wrote... I'm gonna, I'll, uh, I'll put it up online, but I, yeah. I wrote about the really? best show. Do I want to see People this? can judge if it's book-worthy. I'll put it up. On second thought, don't write a book about the best show. <laughs> Remember I made you compare the best show to a pinball game? 
it was mildly frustrating yeah, to you. Let's not. Let's scrap this <laughs> Besho book idea. I don't like. Where we're going. Now I understand why Peter Walsh. Uh, why why uh, Peter Wolf? Uh, uh, you're probably talking to what kind of pinball machine are you, Peter? <laughs> And these guys is like, how do I get this dude out of my apartment? <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. I wear on my welcome. He yelled at me once. That guy yelled at me once. Uh, I was at a, a restaurant w- with people who we had in common. I never met him before. And then uh, with everybody's eating, it's like, that's Peter Wolf. And then he, um, he, he was like, let's do a toast. And then I had like a glass of seltzer because I wasn't drinking. Yeah. I was like, you can't toast with water. Oh, come uh, man. He's like, oh, calm down. <laughs> and then, well, there's that one story in the book that comes from the best show, a story that uh, Amy Mann once told you. About what now? About where the, Amy Mann told a story on the show a long time ago about a brief period where she dated Peter Wolf and she was at a dinner table with him and then another guest like, who was the oh, that's right. player? And then he slammed his fists on the table going, questions, 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 and then stormed off. Yeah, that's right. That's a great yeah. story. Yeah. So, Best Show made it into this book a little bit. Yeah, you're in the bibliography. Well, how about that? Now that's I have book. arrived. Now I feel like I've arrived. <laughs> well, Ryan H. Walsh, I tip my hat to you. Your book is fantastic. Astral Weeks, and it's it's not just about, look, you could think that album stinks, and this book is kind of interesting. I'm telling you. Well, yeah, I think I think it it spreads the credit for that album so far amongst all these genuinely nice people that like people who don't like Van have told me they enjoyed it on a yeah. different yeah. level. So, yeah. all right, interesting, well, my, my friend. Thanks, Tom. I tip my hat to you. You did it. You did You're it. The best. Right, You're you the best. A, you have a great night. Bye, buddy. Buddy, hmm. a, little, a little familiar, Mike. Don't let that guy back through. Don't do it. On the sidewalk. Best show, hi. Hello, is this Tom? What do you think? Hello? Hello. Hey, hi. I have my dad here. He, uh, he'd like to speak to you. Is that cool with you? Well, let me ask you, what's your name first? Jamie. Jamie? Yeah. And, uh, what, what, what's the, what's the deal with this? What's the deal? Uh, he's a fan of the band. He heard you've like talked some smack about them in the past, and uh, about the band, the band. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Throw them on. And uh, just kind of, I don't know, maybe wants to straighten you out on it a little what's bit. Your, and your, uh, first, first of all, where you, where, 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 uh, hey, too, hey, so. hey, where are you calling? Where are you calling from? North Carolina. Okay. What's your What's your right. pop's name? What's your pop's e- name? Eugene. Eugene. All right. So yeah. put, uh, all right. Go ahead. Put him on. You're- <laughs> Well, we're in North Carolina now, but that, that I was born and raised on Long Island. Okay. Oh, what are you, the, you, you, you're trying to... What about you? Are you, are you, are you also from... Are you from New Jersey? I know you broadcast from Jersey, right? Yeah, I'm from New Jersey, but I'll go right with you. Eugene. May I call you Eugene? You call me Gene. Gene. Okay. Mm, yes. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, how are you tonight? I'm good. I'm good. But my son was telling me about... Um, Something about the band, but before we get into that, you had okay. something that's things to reevaluate. Yeah, yeah. Is that the, that's the main subject? Sure. Yeah, we're reevaluating things. What's something that you wish to reevaluate, Gene? Well, let me ask you this: Are you happy with the state? Hey, hey, Gene, yeah. hold on one second. Yeah. 
God, God bless you for calling. You sound like you sound like a, a five star a winner of a guy. I'm, thank you for being on the phone. You, 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 you're shoving me around a little bit here. It's my show. You're saying, all right, we're going to do this, but first we're talking about that. First, tell me that. I'll tell you how it goes, Gene. Well, you're, what, your skin is that thin? No, I'm running the show. It's my show, Gene. Is your skin that thin? You can't take a little bit of feedback? That wasn't feedback. Well, it was feedback. I'm not sure why you're getting all... all, uh, Because you're coming off like a tough guy. First you throw in the Long Island thing as if you're going to knock me out. Yeah, I grew up on Long Island. I I No, no, no. I said that because we share the same ice cream trucks. That's why I said that. Look, you Long that Island That was why people, I said that, but okay, you jumped to conclusions. Gene, Gene, I got to say, first of all, you Long Island people are always trying to jump on as if you're the same as New Jersey. You're not. No, you're no, not. no, no. God forbid. I would like never claim people. that. Yeah. I'm saying we shared the same ice cream truck. Yeah, okay, we share the same ice cream trucks. Oh, so thank you. That's a great point. I appreciate that. Let's move forward. Now, what is okay. your point about reevaluating? What do you want to reevaluate, Gene? Are you happy with the state of ice cream trucks? I don't care. What am I, 11? I don't know. Do you have kids? No, I don't. Oh, well, there you go. Then you really don't have a point of view on it. Gene, thanks for the call. Get lost. Gene. So, eh, was I wrong, Mike? He was was trying to to strong-arm me. Tough guy, real tough guy. Yeah, first, let me ask you about the... No, I say the order of things, Gene. I'm running the show. Oh, what are you, so thin-skinned you can't... I tell you, I tell you. Yeah, I hope he calls back. Don't let him through. Tell him he's banned. If Gene calls, tell him Tom says you're banned. Tom says you're banned for six months. It's a six-month ban. He can call. He can call on Christmas. He can call during the Christmas show. Look, sounds like a nice guy. A little bit of a tough guy. We're having fun here. It's a nice show. Nice show. We don't need tough guys. Yeah, I mean, you got kids. Well, then that explains it. Ice cream. I don't care about ice cream trucks. I could have the bleeping Partridge family at home and it, it doesn't matter. We share the same ice cream trucks. Oh. Best show, hi. Hello, best show. You gotta be kidding me. Best show. He's asleep. Listen to this. Sleeping. Is this what I think it is, Mike? This is Avalanche Bob sleeping. Bob! Bob! At least he's listening to the show. Bob! Hey! There we go. What's Avalanche? Hi, Tom. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. What's oh, going good, on? man. What's good. I'm so glad. Uh, yeah, great, man. Um, things are really going great for me. Uh, I'm going to be on Kid Chris show tomorrow morning. 
You're going to be on Kid Chris show. Yeah, he's he taping me today. Out in It's either today or tomorrow or the next day, I'm not sure. But he taped me today, yeah. All right, that's out in where now? Where is that? Uh, in Cincinnati, WBEN. Cincinnati. Okay. Kid Chris, you can hear that. When do we can hear that tomorrow? Yeah, probably tomorrow. I, I think it's tomorrow. But I know when. I know we taped it today. I'm not sure when it's going to be on. And uh, I got a show coming up at the end of uh, July 31st. Uh, I can't. T- next week, I can tell you where exactly it is, but they want to promote it more next week. All right. Well, when you get the details on that, you let me know. We'll we'll publicize it. Yeah, sure. And uh, things are going great, Tom, and thank you for everything. I'm so glad you're feeling better. Thank you, thank you. We're going to send, uh, I think AP might go, might want to go to that show at the end of, uh, end of July. Yeah, great. Okay, okay uh, have a great night, Tom. Okay? Oh, you too. You take care. Okay, bye. All right. It's getting weirder up in here. Mike, seriously, tell me if this guy's calling back. All right? Is he? Best show, hi. Hello? Hi. Hello? Okay. Best show, hi. Hey, Tom, it's Ricky in Outer Newbridge. How are you? Good. How are you, Ricky? Good. Hey, I'm glad you're back. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. It's good to be back. It's good. Um,. Can I, I don't want to pry, but, um, have, have, have you tried Tums? Have I tried Tums? Yes. You know, I didn't have a stomach ache. No, it wasn't that. Oh, I, I, I'm, okay, I thought it was, it, it was a, a, a stomach ache, and I, the first thing I thought of was, remember that, that jingle they had, Tums had back then? Tums, Tums for, it was Tums for Tums, Tum Tum. I do remember that. Yes, that was it. Was weirdly specific. It was. I I I can't confirm this, but I heard that they had a different commercial for like the top one hundred names in America. Oh, is that why that? Okay, that makes more sense then. At least that's a. It's strange, but it it makes more sense then because it seemed like it would exclude anybody who wasn't a Tom. Exactly, like Tom's for George's Tum Tum. Okay. All doesn't, right. Doesn't really doesn't roll off the tongue like like Thomas for Tom's Tom Tom. No, no. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're good. You're doing all right. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing all right. Oh, it's fantastic. It's so great. Hey, what did you do for the fourth? What did I do for the fourth? Just kind of, yeah. Just kind of, you know, uh, took it easy. Hung out with uh, family. You know. Oh, cool! Amazing! Amazing! <laughs> See any friends? I talked to some friends. I didn't see, I didn't see, uh, it stayed with, that day was family. I saw friends later in the week. Oh, cool. Holy mackerel, that's awesome. Wow. Hey, did you see t- today that, um, that Trump, um, he said that he had, he, he, he tweeted this. He said he just got off the phone with the head of Pfizer. And he said that the CEO of Pfizer said that he was going to reduce a lot of the, um, medicines that, that, Pfizer sells, which I think is great news, right? The the cost? Yes, yeah. Sure, that that's good news. Any any kind of 
lowering of prices for for medicine if people need it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's no way that he got played on this. Do you? That he got. Well, the guy from Pfizer is going to, like, it'll turn out the guy from Pfizer actually didn't say that. Oh, okay. Oh, I got what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that he Same way I did. Same way that 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 uh, he didn't get played with uh, Kim or Putin. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to go well. Yeah, yeah, I have a good feeling about all of it. I have a good feeling about all of it too. It's so cool that you do too. It's so great. Hey, I heard you talking about the rock musician Van Morrison earlier. Yes, yes. I'm trying to get into the group Pink Floyd, and I, I. I don't really know much about them, and so I'm trying to find the the, the right record to start with. And I, I think I'm going to start with a, a saucer full of Socrates. That's a good one, right? Wait, what is that now? Uh, it's called a saucer full of Socrates. A saucer full of su- that's. Uh, I think you're you're slightly off on that. I am. How so? Um, it's. It's a saucer full of secrets. Secret? No, it's not. Their second album. Yeah, it's also. Awesome. <laughs> it's like I gotta take you to Floyd School. Uh-huh. See, okay. it, well, it turns out it 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 was called a, a saucer full of secrets because Sid Barrett he had this deal with secrets. And he had a he had a whole. It was one of, one of the first album product tie-ins ever. Sucrets. Yeah, yeah, the lozenge. Okay. And, so, and, he, and, like and a, he was he had written songs about it and everything. And then Roger Waters, he didn't want to do it. Okay. So that's 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 the big reason that no one knows about. That's the big reason that Sid bailed and they had to finish it. Um. Without him, mm-hmm. and and they brought David Gilmore from the Gilmore Girls in. So okay, wait. So so according to your history, since I'm in Floyd School right now, right? Sid Barrett had an endorsement deal with Sucrets, which is what now a cough suppressant? Is that what that is? It's a lozenge. A lozenge. Okay. Where have you been? You do, you do need education. Okay, that's this is Floyd School. I guess I need education in Floyd School. So then, Ricky, Ricky, leave that Tom alone. So, so he didn't want the Roger Waters was not into it. No, and he um. Roger Waters was not into it, so then Sid Barrett left the group. He did, yes. And then they went and got the guy from the Gilmore Girls, which yes. was a show that started in the early 2000s? No, it didn't. We could argue about that all night, but I, I, I don't really have time for that. And uh, But it's interesting that... Um, Sid, he did all right for himself when he, he, he uh, you know, of course, he became Sid Vicious. Well, that I don't think is correct. In fact, I... And he, stra- he strapped on a bass. So Sid Barrett, then he had... Sid Barrett leaves Pink Floyd, then has, like, 
eight years of he he's like he's he's kind of lays low for eight years. Well, he was inventing punk. Uh huh. So he was he was kind of like in the workshop for eight years. Yes. Yeah. yeah he was workshopping punk. it. Then he finally well, decides that punk is ready. Yes, and and the big, the main thing that 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 he when he knew punk was ready was when he finally got that lock on the uh, on the chain around his neck to fully close the padlock. Uh huh. That's when uh-huh. he, that was the official moment. He he said, "Punk is ready for public consumption." Click. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, it was fantastic. It was so cool. Uh-huh. I can't believe you didn't know that. No, I didn't. I didn't know that. No, no. Oh, that's, a, that's a little well, history lesson there. It, it is history lesson part three. Um, hey, so what are you going to do this summer? Uh, you know, just kind of probably, probably, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe travel a little bit. See if you. Oh, amazing. Ready. Amazing. Where are you going to go? Uh, not sure yet. Haven't figured that part out because I've had some work stuff that's kept me, kept me a little local, but, um, got to sort the, the, the vacation part of things out now. Trying to figure that's out. That's so cool. That's so great. Can I ask why, okay, uh, Ricky? Uh-huh. You're, what's, what's with the, uh, the over-enthusiastic responses to me saying some things that are not that. Not that special to to get all oh, for you to be as as kind of. Oh, well, I was trying to be. I was trying to be like, you know, sympathetic and 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 you know, excited about what you were doing. Okay. Well, oh. Why why are you working to be? I'm just trying to be cool. I was trying to be nice. Uh huh. Okay. My God, I try. I try, I, I try to be nice, and you. Turn on me like a rabbit dog. Uh huh. Wait, what's that? Like a rabbit dog. Your teeth are out. And you're you got foam dripping. A rabbit. A rat. Rabid. What dog? Not a rabbit dog. It's a rabbit dog. It's not a rabbit dog. You haven't seen these things? Uh, crack uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail much? It don't sound like you do. Remember that rabbit? Yeah, that's not a rabbit dog. Yes, it is. I've seen like five of them. It's it's not. It's not. It is two. Oh, it's not. No, no, I'm mad at you. And you know what? What? Oh no! What? Oh no! I abs- I, I I had a bunch of fireworks in my pocket, and I accidentally lit them. <laughs> What's going on over there? There goes the pecker. Great job, Ricky. Oh, boy. Ricky? Oh, it's gone. The line's dead. So let's let's recap what's happened tonight so far. Uh, Avalanche Bob was asleep on the phone. I got... uh, I got, I got the tough guy treatment from a guy uh, who apparently is mad that I, I don't like the band as much as he does. We didn't get to that because we got caught up in ice cream trucks. Um, 
Just had a guy have fireworks go off in his pants. Yeah. You order that pizza, Pat? It's here. Well, how about that? How is it? Which bit? You got one good one and one bad one, right? Because Mike likes the bad pizza. Mike likes just a slice. Like Pat and Dudio, they like a pizza that's like, like a fancier pie. Mike likes the kind of place that you go into and you get a slice and you get a soda and a garlic knot and you you hand him a five dollar bill and you get four fifty back. That's the kind of that's the kind of deal Mike likes. You ever go to those dollar slice places, Mike? They're all over New York. Guess I should ask Mr. New York, right? Right? Hey, Mr. New York. Is Mr. New York out there? He's still not back. Seriously? I wonder if Mr. New York eats at any of those places. And look, I'll say this. These three guys here, I love them. Mike, Pat, Dudio. But I get here earlier, and I'm here set up, and setting up in the studio, and they're out in the main room, and they don't know I'm here yet. And I hear the three of them talking. I hear Mike go, So where's the dummy? Clearly talking about me. And I hear Dudio. He goes like, Who gives a bleep? Like. And then Pat, Pat of all the people, this is the one that broke my heart. Pat goes, I really hate that bleep. But look, I, I, I'll smile through it because these guys are the best in the biz. They don't have to like me as a person. But they're sure as hell going to respect me. The phone number 201. Oh, the lines are all busy. I'm giving the number out. They're all full. Best show. Hi. Hey, Tom. How are you, man? I'm good. To whom am I speaking? This is Tony from Orlando. Tony? Tony with a T and what? a N and a Y. What's up, If Tony? you can't get the fourth one, then you're out. What's up, Tony? Just hanging out, enjoying a beautiful Tuesday night. Super stoked that you're back and wanted to say, when I saw that you were out that first, last week, the first thing that came to my head was, I hope he's taking a super beautiful, beautiful vacation, like in a uh, palm no island. Way. But now I hear that you were dealing with a little bit more, you know, yeah, what, look, for, it's, it's, you know some kind of, stuff. Well, thank you. And I'm glad you're okay, but... I was actually happy that you were taking care of it, but I wished you were Sweet. actually I wished you were under the palm tree, dude, having a nice night. Yeah. You deserve it, man. What are you doing? We love you. We want you to go right. on vacation all right. All right. whenever. All right. Okay, okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. What what are we, what are you doing tonight, buddy? Um just hanging out. Uh patio, pool, right. animals, playing fetch with my dog, cats rolling around. Um 
it's good. What do you got? You got a, a uh, you got a uh, little bit of the old, uh, you know, a little. Yeah. I mean, if I did hit the fish whistle, and by that I mean actually try to catch fish in my pool, that's what I did. I guarantee it. Okay. So what? To what do I owe the pleasure of this call? Well, I just want to say glad you're back, but also I had something about re-evaluation of things and how we might miss the first yeah. time we got to reset. Let's hear it. What do you got? What do you want to reevaluate? All right. I mean, I kind of already did reevaluate, but the thing is that now I've learned the lesson of how the first run would have ruined my entire life completely if I had to let it sit on sort of founded and true. And so this happens in all of our lives, and I'm sure it happens to you, but after I took my first run at it and every season we had to do it, um, I was sort of depressed, down, not feeling well about what was happening, and I wasn't even sure if it was the thing that I created or the fact that it was something else, but I did realize that it was indeed the summer playlist that was making me sad. See, I'm a bit of a music fan like you, and so I make a, a new playlist every season in order to sort of, like, make that whole next four months true and like really really like move the needle and so, so your i made sum, one your and it made me sad and then yeah. after a couple of sort of almost two weeks of dealing with that and getting some time i realized and found my true sort of love of music again and got back into it and then all these new albums just dropped i'm sure you know about them we can talk all the day about it i'm sure but um it was just uh then i spent the next 10 hours putting together the deepest baddest summer playlist I've ever made mm -hmm. and then depression gone like not real depression but like just like this background depression like something's just off and now after I put all the work in and got into my true self and found myself and went back to the roots of all the music I've ever loved for all of time into my summer of 2018 yeah. which is the only one we got now right, right. so okay. once I did that yeah. I knew and now it's just a smile on my face, and everyone that is around me loves what I've done, and I feel good about it. And it turns around once you reevaluate, and that's what I was going to say. Cool. That's awesome to hear. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, look, I look forward to hear more about this summertime playlist. Okay. I'll let you get All back right, to bro. it. You Cheers, man. Glad you're good. Take care. Bye. See you. It's never too late Here's my summertime playlist To be who you want to be To say what you want to say yeah. It's never too late To leave if you want to leave Or to stay if you want to stay But baby yeah. I got a feeling in my bones Can't get you out of my veins yeah. You can't escape yeah. my affection yeah. Wrap you up in my daisy chains Hip-hop in the summer Don't be a bummer, baby. Bummer, bummer, Lana Del Rey That song's on my summertime playlist. And then this one's on it also. Hold on, wait. Play. Play, you nightmare. I want you to play, 
you pile of trash. You know this song, Mike? Kiss me hard before you go Summertime sadness I just wanted you to know The baby the best I got my red dress on tonight Summertime sadness, Lana Del Rey That's, uh, that's in, my, in my entire summertime playlist It's two Lana Del Rey songs I got that summertime, summertime sadness. So, so, summertime, summertime sadness. Best show, hi. Hi, Tom. This is Colette. How are you? Who's this now? Who? What? This is Colette from Athens. Hi, Colette. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm well, Colette. I have in my hand. <laughs> Literally this second a book that you wrote True or really? false true or false. Um I'm gonna say false because you were interviewing someone who wrote a book called Astral Weeks. Well, Colette, listen to this. That's your book. You're wrong. I got your book in my hand right now. Hold me Gorilla Monsoon. Oh, are you uh, are you gonna let AP Mike read it? No, I'm gonna rent it to him. <laughs> you make more money on it than I did. It's, that's, yeah, that's that might be how it works. I'll get the two dollar rental fee. <laughs> Mister New York City, your name is. Um, <laughs> Dudio moved out of New Jersey and now lives in New York, so now I'm calling him Mister NYC. That. Was that like Billy Crystal? Yeah, he is. He's like our Billy Crystal now. Now, Colette, this book, look, enough about him. I'm tired of talking about Mr. NYC. (laughs) I want to say this. You wrote a book called Hold Me, Gorilla Monsoon. It's a collection of poetry about wrestling. Mm -hmm. Now, Now, for people hearing that, they might go, huh. A book about po a book that is a collection of wrestling poems. I'm going to tell you, this is great. You're a very talented writer. You could write poems. I can't even. I'm so bad with poetry. <laughs> I'm so dumb, Colette. You're so smart. How do you do? I it? think we all have strengths. I can't write TV shows, so. Well, I think I think we might be in the same boat. <laughs> <laughs> no, well. It really is great. What what made you what what led to the, this whole? Because you are, you you are a would you call yourself a poet? Do you, is that would you call yourself a poet? Is that a, is that a, a a a brave thing to call yourself? I don't know. You know what I mean? It's I like, think it's I think it's like a thing that other poets call each other. Okay. But like if I were in a job interview, I would never admit to it. You wouldn't go. Yeah, I'm a poet. 
And yeah, then, I've tried to do that on a couple of occasions, and I am still between actual jobs. Bad. Yes, you might want to start leaving poet <laughs> out of that occupation slot. That might not. Yeah. So what led you to put this book together, Hold Me Gorilla Monsoon by Colette Arand? Um, Arand? How do you say it? Aaron. Aaron. Um, it's just, like, wrestling has been um, kind of like a thing in my life since I was, like, four years old, um, which is a weird thing to admit. Like, for 26 years I've been watching wrestling. Um, and when I started writing that book, it was... I want to say six years ago at this point, seven maybe, um, God, seven. Um, and I was writing it from like this place where I was pretty deeply in the closet, um, at the time as, as someone who would have identified as a gay man. Um, and then, you know, went into a different closet as somebody who would have identified as a trans woman. Um, but I was like looking for a way to kind of express like both like kind of my, background as, like, kind of a working-class person Mm -hmm. um, and as a queer person without, like, giving too much of myself away and, like, the fake, like, the elaborately fake but ultimately incredibly painful world of wrestling seemed like the best possible way of getting at that at the time. Yes, and you find all of these these ways of, of referencing your your life and the, and the, the things you're going through in your life through talking about these wrestlers and the things they've gone through, which might be completely different, but you, you find these commonality, these threads that can kind of, you can, you can intertwine your story and their story. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's really, it's, it's, it's so good. Thank you. Um, it's really weird. Like I have kind of this reputation in the poetry community as somebody who writes poems that are primarily about popular culture, again, like leaning on kind of like the working class aspect of, of my life, like television and movies and music were a really important part of what I've done. So like, um, the other day you were asking me what I was working on since then. And the answer is like a lot of things across a wide variety of topics, but all of which look ridiculous when you're trying to send them to like literary magazines that are run by colleges, the ones that actually pay. Um, Finding people who want to pay for poems about Glenn Danzig or, you know, Pikachu or something like that is, mm-hmm. is pretty difficult. Um, but it's um, it's not a living, but it's it's whatever, like, the artistic equivalent of something you don't get paid for but you need to do in order to live is. But that's what makes you, that's why you're doing it, is because you have to do it. You, mm-hmm. have, you have no say in this anymore. This is who you are <laughs> and this is what you do. Yeah. You write poems about about Jake the Snake Roberts and Pikachu. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, when you put it like that, it sounds so much better coming out of your mouth than mine. Wow. I was truly blown away by how how impressive and great and moving your your book is. So, thank you. I wasn't even calling to talk about that actually. Well, I brought it up, so you, you did, did you talk did. about it. So what were you calling about, Colette? Um, I was actually calling to talk about this weird thing that happened uh, when I went home uh, two weeks ago. Um, like, I, I don't live in Detroit anymore. Like, I've been in Athens for five years. 
Um, so, like, my neighborhood constantly changes on me, like, every time I go home. Um, and something that I found out at um, dinner with, like, my dad or whatever uh, was that, like, one of the bars that um, <laughs> that I kind of grew up in was on an episode of Bar Rescue. Oh, uh, hold on. All right. Let me... Let me get my bearings on this. One of the bars mm-hmm. near yep. where you had grown up in Detroit. I would say one of the bars that I grew up in. There's a lot of bars as a kid. Okay. But this bar ended up on the show Bar Rescue. Yeah, it's within three blocks of my house. Oh, my goodness. So please tell me everything you can tell me about this bar being on Bar Rescue. Okay, so I I looked it up. Um, like, my dad was kind of, like, reminiscing about how, like, the bars that my mom liked to go to are are very rough and notorious for being terrible. And it's it's a fair assessment. Um, this bar, uh, it was called The Hooch, which is, uh, like, kind of a classic uh, white trash name for a bar, I think. The Hooch. Um, the hooch and it was like the roughest of like the four or five bars on that particular strip of telegraph road. like it was the one that all the bikers went to okay um but it was also the only one in within like five miles of my house that accepted credit cards um which means that it was like both behind and ahead of the curve at the same time um and like the hooch was like kind of the place that we only went to when um, when we didn't have cash because it it was it was a bad uh, bar, but uh, um, but they accepted <laughs> credit they cards, so <laughs> you knew you knew no matter how bad things were going, you could go to the hooch and you could slap <laughs> slap it on a credit card at the hooch. Yep. Yep. Um. So did the hooch fall on hard times? Well, the hooch was born in hard times. Okay, did it um, end up following harder times? Yeah, that's where this story is going. <laughs> um, the uh, so John Taffer like goes to the bar, I guess, and like the B roll that they shoot is is really funny um, because it's like like kind of the reality television produced version of how terrible that bar is, like. Uh-huh. Um, I guess that the owner of the bar, who was, like, not somebody that I ever particularly liked when I went there, um, was somebody who, like, cussed at the, at the, at the bar backs a lot and, like, kind of, like, sexually harassed them is what the show highlights. Um, a very nice lady, uh, nice being very sarcastic. Um, and she was, like, $300,000 in debt or something like that. Um... So, so John Taffer comes in, and I've only been able to find clips, so I haven't seen the whole episode. John Taffer comes in, and it's like your usual episode of Bar Rescue, where like he's disgusted by everything about the bar. He hates the way that the workers act, and most of all, he's gonna like help this woman improve her life by by being there for like twenty minutes. Yes, um, you know the commitment that uh, John Taffer makes <laughs> to helping you turn around the bar that is your life, basically. He he's yeah, in town for a whole day and a half. Yeah. What did they change the calling. name of the hooch to? Did they change the this name, my, Colette? They did. This is my favorite thing uh, about uh, it too. Is because um, because let me just get for people who don't know Bar Rescue. This guy John Taffer, <laughs> who's like this. It's like a. It's like a. He's like a living. Um. He's like a living uh, bobblehead, and. 
he rolls in and he's a guy who's fixed so many bars over the he's run so many bars he shows up when when a bar's uh, fallen on hard times and he he figures out what's wrong with it and then he fixes it and then there's always this moment when he when he changes he changes the name of the bar and has the staff outside with their backs to the new bar and he's like are you guys ready and then they're like we're ready we're so excited john and he's like, one, two, three. And they turn around, and it's always, there's the new bar. So the hooch became the what? Hooch. It became a bar called the Proving Ground. The Proving which, Ground. Yeah, which I can explain why and also why that doesn't work. Um, <laughs> and none of his things ever work either. That's the thing. Like, if you go online, you read, they always the bars always change the name back or... Went yep. out of business, or yeah. So, so why would it be called um, the Proving Ground? It's called the Proving Ground because it's in Gilborn, Michigan, which is where Ford Motor Company is headquartered, and um, like so, a lot of the engineering happens in Dearborn, and uh, a lot of the test driving happens in Dearborn on the Proving Ground, um, which is like, you know, I guess kind of a nice thought. But um, this bar in particular is about 35 minutes away from the Proving Ground and also in a completely different kind of neighborhood because it's like a factory town. Um, and factory towns that have been around since, like, the 30s are pretty highly segregated in terms of, like, class. So the Proving Ground would have been a great name for a bar. It was in kind of like a upper-middle-class, like, you know, um, <laughs> like, neighborhood in, in, like, the heart of Dearborn. But where I'm from... Is like kind of like, you know, I used to like walk to uh, work as like a kid, and like people would be like leering out from their garages, like offering like meth. Um, just like a great neighborhood. Um, it was like literally on the wrong side of the train tracks um, from like where all of the other like people who would go to a bar called the Proving Ground is. Okay. So they 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 take this very like working class bar uh, called the Hooch, and they name it the Proving Ground. Um, you know, everyone is so happy. The bar still looks like trash. Like, they didn't, like, fix up the place or nothing. <laughs> I think that they, like, applied, like, a paint coat to the outside and, like, yeah. gave it a new name. And, um, I, like, it was, it's, it's one of those bars that it went out of business. It's not there anymore. But I didn't know any of this before my dad told me that it had been on bar rescue. So, like, I figured, like, if I if I drive past my old house and I like look for the bar, like, I'll see I'll see what it was, right? Yeah. Um, and I and I do this, like, I I was helping my mom move out of her house and um, for the drive by the hooch a bunch, and like I just couldn't see it. Um, and like it it was starting to like bug me, like uh-huh. why, like I I know this neighborhood like the back of my hand. I've written about it. I've I've like. I lived there my whole life, like, practically until I, I went to college. Um, the Hooch, uh, or, or the Proving Ground, like, not only, like, went out of business, it went out of business so hard that it was replaced by a gas station. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, that's how bad, after John Taffer got his mitts on, <laughs> on this bar, the Proving Ground. Yeah. Yep. Formerly the Hooch, which had been there forever as the Hooch. Mm-hmm. He gets his hands on it. It goes so badly that the bar becomes a gas station. 
Yeah, I felt like I felt like John Taffer had gaslit me, Tom. Like it was like he erased a part of my life from history. Yeah, like the building wasn't even there. Wow, Taffer, you did it again, Taffer. He's got the touch. He does have that touch. He has that magic touch. He 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 came in and turned. Oh, I and I'm looking at things right now. Uh, I'm looking at the. Uh, uh, so I had just gotten sent, uh, someone sent the bar rescue updates online and you see, uh, <laughs> you just see that it's gone. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. My sister tells me that the only thing left of the bar is the back wall, which sounds like one of those like, like unnecessary urban legends about mm-hmm. things that used to exist. Like, you know, the only thing left standing was this wall, like yeah. it got shelled or something. Now imagine if AP Mike, I'm trying to get him to get John Taffer to take a look at masses, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I picture they turn. AP Mike would be out front after he screams in Mike's face. He'd scream in Mike's face, "What are you doing to this place?" Right? He, he would, mm-hmm. and then Mike would just go, "Why don't you get the bleep out of here?" Like there's always that fight. That one fight that the there's always one person at the bar that digs in and pushes back on Taffer. So it's like, why don't you just get the bleep out of here? And, what did you just say? And he gets in their face, he's screaming. And then the next day it's always like, hey, we we calm down. Well, everybody's calm now. We're, we have the same goal. We want to make this place great again. Yeah, absolutely. And. And that's when they do those like shallow hugs. Have you ever seen those shallow where people are there hu- hugging is such like a commitment to a thing. Yeah. But these people are hugging, saying we can do this, and they're patting each other hard on the back, and that's just right. But it's so meaningless. But there's like six inches of space between their bodies. Yeah. Well, T- Taffer uh, usually has like whatever, like that. He's always wear. He's always dressed like. Uh, so he's wearing like a jacket, like a, like as if he's like a fancy guy, but it's always like a jacket <laughs> and a t-shirt. It's the way Robin Lee yeah. was dressed when I saw him in Las Vegas. Um, so, <laughs> but I want a, I want Taffer to, to, what, what would he change the name of masses to, Mike? It would be like Bayonne Knights, right? It'd be like, turn around. And it'd be like, there'd be like a gaudy neon sign, Bayonne Knights. And then he'd, he'd, then you'd go inside and he'd have all the things like, we got a state-of-the-art DJ system in here. Like stuff that no one wants in the place. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, Colette, I'm sorry about the hooch, a.k.a. the proving ground. The proving ground, yeah. I'm sorry. R.I.P. Yes. But I am not sorry that I read your book, Hold Me, Gorilla Monsoon. And people can get this. Where can they get it? They can get it at the place you get books and things. There's the one big place that that they yeah. that they make do things, and then people are like locked in the factory, the warehouse, right? There's that place. Yeah, they can get it from there. Um, they can get it from my publisher, um, which is um, OPO Books and Objects. Mm-hmm. They can search. Um, they should it, search it. Just search it. Hold me, Gorilla Monsoon. Should, yeah, Colette yeah. Arend. Uh, you might wind up with some James Adomian stuff, but yeah. <laughs> You'll find. When you want to find it, you find it. 
Well, Colette, I'm yeah. glad I read the book. Congratulations. And uh, this, uh, again, my condolences about uh, Hooch's, the Hooch. It's a tragic loss. Yes. But thank you, Tom. All right. You have a great night. You too. Good night. Good night. What's up, Mr. New York, NYC? Everybody plugging their books tonight. Yeah. Why, you have a book you no, want to plug? You have some beef. You get, come in. I want to hear this beef. Because this, I, and I already saw what it is. Yeah. The thing where David, David Crosby called the show, was that a year ago? Yeah, it was about a year ago. About a year ago. Yeah. We were doing a thing where there was a point-based system to, where, where the, the producers of the show, uh, Dudio and AP Mike and Pat, and they could get points for, for whoever, they could get whatever gets they could get. And Mike, Mike's big score was he got a guy who, I don't even know what he did. He was on the Twin Peaks thing. He played I think a drunk he on, played a drunk on the new Twin Peaks. Right. And, but then your big get was David Crosby. Yes. Or so I was led to believe it was your get. No, it was my get. Because 100%. now I'm getting these reports. Yeah. I was working on it all. I was working on it, and then Dudio just slid in at the last second. Right, and got the. That's what I'm. That's what I'm hearing. Well, from, he's a liar. From oh, okay, <laughs> he's from a liar. The guy Ryan Walsh, who wrote the uh, the book Astro Weeks. Right, you're saying it sounds like a great book, and I do. I am going book. to read it. It's a great book. It sounds tremendous, it but is a great book. he's a liar. He's a liar. So, so you did not slide in at the last. I second. had already been tweeting Cross like that afternoon, that morning. Well, first and of all, a I'm uncomfortable. Before. How comfortable you're? You're way too, way too comfortable calling him the Cross, the Cross, the Cross. Yeah. So call him David Crosby. So you had been Mr. working Crosby. on this. No, you're not to call him Mr. Crosby, okay. but just David Crosby. Yes, da- I had been working on David Crosby for a year, just like uh-huh. I work on Sammy Hagar. Uh-huh. No response. Yeah, Sinbad. Some response yeah. with the help of some best show listeners. Yeah. And I will say that, yes, them tweeting at Cros, excuse me, David Crosby that day uh-huh. was extremely helpful. Mm-hmm. But was it just them? Absolutely not. Well, according to Ryan Walsh, it was him and Mary Houlihan and you, they were you super at the helpful. last side, you punched it into the end zone. You're, you're like the, you're like, uh, I closed the deal. You're like what's his face on the uh you're Gordon. like beast uh beast mode on the <laughs> you're you're like beast mode. You just they they you you punch it into the end zone. Yeah. I don't know what beast mode is, but yes, I'm he's exactly a, he's like a football it. player beast. Okay. His name's Beast Mode. His real name is yeah, Beast Mode? Beast Mode. His last name's Mode, mode first name yes. Beast. Yeah. That's tremendous. Yes. Yeah. Beast mode. So just like Beast Mode, uh-huh. I had been tweeting David Crosby mm-hmm. for a year. Yeah. And so, even was tweeting him that day. Because according it to them, right. Ryan H. Walsh, author mm-hmm. of Astro Weeks, was like the the quarterback. He's throwing the ball, the long ball if, to Mary Houlihan, who's right. running it all the way to the end zone, gets within five yards, uh-huh. then suddenly they do the handoff to, to you. And I score the touchdown. And you, you just punch it in. Right. But they went nine, they're saying they covered 95% of the field and you just did the final five yards. Not at all. Okay. No. All right. They were lucky to even be on the field that all day. All right. Mike, you have any insight into this? 
sounds what's that? Sounds like bull. <laughs> all right. Well, you got your all right, dude. You get Mr. NYC. Yeah, Mr. Cosmopolitan here with his top hat and tails. Best show, hi. Oh, hi. Sorry, had to turn the sound off. That's all right. To whom am I speaking? Uh, this is Mary from Lansdale. Mary from Lansdale. What's up, Mary? I know this, Mary. You've called before. I've talked to you. You're a good caller. What's up, Mary? Oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so I have two things. One is a brief story, and one is the topic. Okay, let's hear the brief story first. Okay. Um, so <laughs> this is um, taking the Frankie Teardrop Challenge. Um, this this was a couple weeks ago. I was... Uh, Spent the weekend in Seaside Heights. Okay. Yeah. And did you? What did you? Did you eat any funnel cake? I did not eat funnel cake. Fried Oreos. Uh, we did you have to... any fried Oreos? Oh man! I see that. that oddly enough, that ties into the uh, revaluation thing because I've been on a diet. Okay. So you but, you were down there. Well, and I was breaking my diet because <laughs> I was drinking. Sure. Um, yeah, look, every, everybody, look, it's a summertime, you're on vacation, you want, nobody's going to judge you if you want to sit back and crack open a nice cold Kirkland light and enjoy the, the shore and the breeze blowing in and the, the waves. Yeah. Nobody's going to blame you. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) So, Um, so you were down there. Yeah. Let's hear the story. And, oh, sorry. I'm zipping my lip now. You go. It's all yours. Oh, okay. Well, so my husband and I, um, you know, it's uh, kind of late, and we go into one of the, the bars that are on the boardwalk there. And so we're drinking these big slushy margarita things with tequila in them. And uh, I, get in, I get the idea, you know what I'm going to do? Okay, come midnight, I'm going to go down on the beach, and I'm going to listen to uh, Frankie Teardrop. Now, for people who don't know, this Frankie Teardrop, it's a song by the band Suicide. It's the scariest song ever made. And we issued a challenge on the show a long time ago to see if people could listen to the Frankie Teardrop, the song Frankie Teardrop alone in headphones and you see if you can make it because it's a scary song. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, I figure, hey, you know, I go down to the beach, you know, I go down by myself, headphones on, and just stare at stare at the ocean. Mm-hmm. And this is after I've had this, you know, big like thirty-two ounce margarita thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I do. You know, midnight. I, I walk down by myself, and you know, I sit down on the beach. You know, cross-legged, and I situate myself so that all I can look at is the ocean. All right. Yeah. And yeah. And the the way it's all set up is that like the only lights are like the lights behind me from the street lights, so that the only like kind of color of light I see is that kind of orange you get from street lights. Sure. Uh huh. So so the crashing waves, all I see are these like red orange waves oh, crashing in at me. That's spooky. Yeah, it was, 
and I'm sitting there, and like I listen to the whole, like what nine minutes, you know, yeah, you made and I'm it? just. I made it, but here's the thing. <laughs> so I'm sitting very still, and I've got my legs crossed, and I'm going through the whole song, and I'm just looking at this red ocean, you know, like the ocean of hell, right? Uh-huh, yeah. And it comes to the end of the song, and all of a sudden, I hear this loud commotion behind me. Yeah, yeah. And my first thought is, and I'm like, oh, God, you know, and I'm trying to get up, but I can't get up because my legs fall asleep. And I'm just like, oh, no, this is it. This is this is how I died. That your legs fell asleep and you couldn't escape the horrific whatever was yeah the stuff when it was going down. You couldn't run. Exactly. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. But there so, was no real commotion. There was no no threatening commotion. Well, there were a bunch of drunk teenagers. Uh huh. And they just ran past me. Okay. Yeah. That's true. So you got look. You got past. You're okay. You did it, though. You did the Frankie Teardrop Challenge. Congratulations, Mary. Thank you very much. Yes. Highway to my year so far. <laughs> well, hopefully you have a better year than, than to where this is the highlight of it. So, well, uh, yeah. So what uh, what do you what, what do you got that should be reevaluated? What should be reevaluated, Mary? Well, I you know, it's, it's one of these things where I'm kind of reevaluating my whole, like, out like life, mm-hmm. you know, because, um, you know, I've, I've had some stuff happen to me in the last couple of years, um, you know, and I'm, you know, reaching a big birthday uh, right in front of me and um, like next year. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you just kind of go, oh, gosh, you know, mortality, mortality is a real thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I've been reevaluating Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I just said, yeah. So, yeah, it's just kind of left me reevaluating, you know, what am I, what am I doing with, you know, the rest of my life, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm turning 40 in next April, and it's, it's one of these things where it's like, I've spent, you know, like, basically I stopped writing for a long time. Okay. I just, I just stopped. I had, like, the worst writer's block, like, for years. And in the, in the, like in the past couple, like, I don't know, two months, I've just kind of said, no, you know, I, I can't kind of keep like just waiting for the right moment to come. No, it'll never come. It's not going to show up the way you want it to show up. Exactly. You got to make the moment. Exactly. And so I'm pushing myself, you know, and, and, you know, sometimes I can't, I can't come up with anything, you know. But sometimes, you know, I'm, I, I, I just I just make myself sit there, and even if what I write is terrible, mm-hmm. at least I'm, I'm making myself write it down, and eventually, yeah, I can go back and try to edit or work with it or do something with it. But I'm, I, I decided this year, this is the year I forced myself to actually do this. Good. Good. Yeah. That's what you got to do. That's great. You got to be your own, you got to be your own advocate with these things. Exactly. Exactly. And so that's that's me reevaluating, you know, what I'm doing with myself. Well, oh, great. Mary, that's fantastic. See? So, well. Oh, right. sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I'm just saying. Yep. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear you back on the radio. Thank you. You you have a, a grand evening. You too. Bye.
So, uh, yeah, so I was, uh, yeah, I was not having a good week last week, doing better this week. We get there, we get there when we get there and you get there, you work on it, you, you take care of, you gotta take care of yourself in this life. And I read some stuff while I was kind of laid up. Read Michael Kupperman's book also, All the Answers. That was great. He'll, well, he'll, he's going to swing by. In the next couple weeks, we'll get him up here. So Mike gives me this CD to listen to. This two CD set. Hey, got you this. He didn't get it. He said, hey, you want to listen to this? The Bottom Line Archives. It's Lou Reed and Chris Christopherson in their own words with Vin Skelsa. And look, this Vin Skelsa. Look, I I couldn't say too much about Vin Skelsa when I was back on WFMU because he was like a founding father at that uh, at WFMU or whatever. But this guy sucks. He sucks. He's always sucked. He's one of these cool. He's like he's like a a, he's like a a, 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 like a, a a cool cat version of Eddie Trunk. So he does his songwriter thing at the bottom line, which is gone now. I think the I think the the bottom line. I think it's an Arby's now. The bottom line. I think you go to the bottom line. You get a you get a, 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 a double roast beef and cheese. Where that used to be. But they had a songwriter series, and it's a, Mike gives me the CD of it to listen to. Two CDs to listen to, and. I started listening to this thing. And it's Lou Reed. Finally, Lou Reed and Chris Christopherson, the, the combo you've never waited for, are together. And they're talking about songwriting and they're, and it's, this Vince Kels has given the laziest question. Hey guys, any chance, uh, like the songs he's requested. Any chance you might play uh, Dirty Boulevard? And Lou Reed's just like, yeah, maybe. We'll see. Like, this guy has no interest in playing Dirty Boulevard. So then he plays uh, partway through the thing. And Chris Christopher, this is not Chris Christopherson at his best either. He's gotten out of it talking like, well, you know, I remember I was uh, in a recording studio in Nashville at that point, and I was working on uh, songs, and I saw it's, uh I wrote songs for John, and I gave them to June, never gave them to John directly. And uh, so then at one point, Lou Reed starts talking. They get him to do Sweet Jane. And now on stage with this is, uh, is Suzanne Vega's up there, and so's, uh, Lucinda Williams. 
Mike? And the most uncomfortable moment I've maybe ever heard in my entire life takes place during this song. Because Chris Christopherson starts playing harmonica during it. Let's see if we can find it. grew up in a military kind of uh, family. Your dad was a career... Lou, there's a a line from Some Kind of Love um, that became the... These questions. let it just play in the background until it happens so yeah it's just one of these things that just, it's a pairing that never should have happened no but these two guys they, they, they were to, they, there's no connection between the standing two standing on the corner suitcase in my hand Jackson is so this is as good a chance as any to just explain uh you know the best show. We try to donate money to charity on the show because it's a it's a different. We pay guests now, first of all. Guests get paid for being on the show. Guests get paid. A lot of these podcasts don't pay. They expect the guests to come, and I, I hear I hear about some of these podcasts. They want the guests to show up, do characters, and then they they got them uh, painting after the show's over. They literally got them painting the. Like a little repainting the studio. So and I do a show. So we give, but we try to give money. We give money to guests and we try to just donate to charity stuff. And let's see. Now Jack is a banker. All right. Uh, no one asked for this, but. Jill, she is a clerk. Both of them Hear that harmonica? Chris Christopherson, he can't lay off that harmonica, man. Sitting by the fire. Who is this? Is this Lucinda Williams? Might not be my favorite phrasing on this one, but... Where's the harmonica? So, I did this show, Hollywood Handbook, in in Chicago. Is this it here? I think this might be it. Here it goes. Oh, no harmonica, Chris. Come on, it sounds so... So mean as... Chris Christopher starts playing harmonica. Uh, no harmonica, Chris. And now for the rest of this dumb concert, I got a knot in my stomach. I'm waiting for Lou Reed to start yelling at this guy because he can't lay off the harmonica. It creeps in every once in a while, a little. Yeah, so Mike, I listened to it, Mike. Thank you for that. Very thoughtful. And Mike, always remember this. Couple things remember. I love you. Remember that. And also remember this. No matter what those two guys out there, Pat or Dead Jason, the dude, aka Dudio, aka Mr. NYC, 
whatever they try to put you through or say to you to to make you feel down on yourself, you remember what the one thing I told you. They're not fit to carry your jock, those two guys. And they know it and you know it. Look, they're great guys. They're the best. But when push comes to shove, Mike, they ain't fit to carry your jock. So anyway, this Hollywood handbook, I did a show in Chicago as part of this Onion Comedy Festival. And then I'm talking to one of the two guys who does it uh, the other day, Hayes. And he says, oh, we were supposed to pay you for that. We had money. Whoa. Then you know what I said to him? Give it to charity. Said, give it to charity. I don't want it. Give it to charity. Donate it. Because we donated money. We donate money. We donated money to the the community food bank in New Jersey in 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 honor of Hollywood Handbook a month or so ago. Give that money to a human trafficking, uh, an anti-human trafficking uh, organization. Best show, hi. Because we're charitable. We're charitable here on the show. We're, we do charity. What's up? Who's this? Hi, this is Steven. I'm in New York. Who? My name is Steven. Can you hear me? Steven. What's up, Steven? Hey. Uh, I'm just painting. I'm painting, Tom. What are you painting? How are you doing? My apartment. My new apartment. Okay. Where are you, where's your apartment? It's in Bushwick. Nice. I, I moved here from Toronto. So can I just say Why? hello to Toronto? Hello. Why? Why'd you move here from Toronto? To love, Tom. Hi. Hello. Hey, okay, okay, goodbye. You say hello and I say goodbye. Yeah, give the money. Get donate the money, Hollywood Handbook, because their their show. Look, they're one of those podcasts that's on the upswing for them. They've been in this. They're 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 new. Best shows an old dog. Been doing it for a while. They're like a puppy. Uh, Hollywood Handbook. They still they 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 got maybe they got a little more youthful vim and vigor. But they still need, you still gotta lay newspapers out. Right? You still gotta lay a newspaper out for Hollywood Handbook. And then if there's a, 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 a the thunderstorm, they win, they, they cry. I can say this, my dog Good and Poochie is the greatest dog ever. This dog during the fireworks on 4th of July, she didn't care. This dog's tough. She heard the fireworks. She heard it. She didn't start freaking out. She just heard it. She looked over and she went and laid down. Like, yeah, okay, whatever. But like a Hollywood handbook, they would cry and go under the sofa, right? So they're new with this. They're new with this. So I, I spot them some, some, they've got room to learn for this, but... But the other thing that they're renowned for at this point, and it's it's not it's not a good thing to be known for, is just the lack of charity. 
for Hollywood Handbook. It is, it is a, a show that, in terms of the donations that, that that show has made to different charities, it is it's it's non-existent. It's non-existent. Zero. It's a giant goose egg. And it's not anything to be proud of. So I say to them, donate the the money in honor of Hollywood, the money you were going to pay me for doing your, your show, give that money in honor of Hollywood Handbook to, to a charity. Hey, Mike, who's, who's out there? Lots of folks. Bring Jennifer. Bring Jennifer in. I don't like that. I hear heavenly wine and roses. <laughs> oh boy, Dudio with that laugh, right, Mike? Yeah. It's hard, isn't it, Mike? You can just sit. You just hang out. That's all. You don't have to perform. Just have a seat. Okay, you got your card. You're allowed in with. You don't need the friends of Tom card to come in. Hey, Pat. Pat, how's studio doing out there? It's getting better. Better? It's a little weird, right? Is he kind of, he thinks he's like Mr. NYC now, right? Chin's raised. A little chin's a little, that's what it is. Chin's a little higher than usual. Yeah, there you go. All right, get both of you get out. Best show, hi. Hey, Tom, how are you? I'm good. To whom am I speaking? Zach, the Z-Man. Oh, my goodness. The Z-Man. Now, hold on a second, Z-Man. Now, for people who don't know, this guy, Z, calls himself Z-Man. His name's Zach. He might not want you to know that, but... uh It's fine. <laughs> um, He's a guy... He was the, he's the owner of Wally Wacky Man, this puppet. And ca- a captor, is that fair to say? <laughs> I mean, I built him, so. You built him, know. okay. So you built him, Wally Wacky Man, who's this, this puppet who's just a barrel of laughs, this Wally Wacky <laughs> Man. He's so much fun. Um,. There's a documentary about him that people love called, what's it called again? Wacky Man, The Rise of a Puppeteer. Wacky Man, Rise of a Puppeteer. And it follows Z-Man around with this puppet as the two of them wreak havoc through through the community and their families. and <laughs> But this guy, he's charitable. The Z-Man is very charitable. Unlike Hollywood Handbook, which is a, an embarrassment, a blight on the podcasting community, the lack of charity coming from that show. Shameful. Thank you. I didn't want to say it. You said it. Um, yeah, I'll say it for you. <laughs> you are like, this is something I've always admired about you, uh, Z-Man. You are like Carlos Mencia. You say the things. Oh, please. <laughs> you say the things that the rest of us think, but are afraid to say. You never come up with he, a thought that we couldn't come up with on our own. I thought he says things he hears other people say first. 
Well, that's that's up that's between you and Carlos. I don't know where <laughs> I don't know the launching off point with an idea for you or Carlos. So you you started a charity because you well this was why I wanted to talk to you because you saw that there were kids. What's the name of the charity again? It's it's a it's a it's a the Wacky Man Warriors <laughs> Foundation. That's right, the Wacky Man Warriors Foundation. And this charity, and this comes from something, and I'm going to speak for you on this because I know you're a very modest guy. Mm-hmm. You noticed, you noticed that a lot of children were, were did not a lot of like toddlers and and newborns <laughs> under two years old did not have a chance to see the the Walter Hill uh, gang movie, The Warriors. They, they, they had, they did not have a chance to have that experience. And you've set about making sure that, that children under two get to see the Warriors. This movie glorifying, uh, hoodlums smashing each other with bottles and bats and knives and whatnot. And, uh, but I think it's admirable. You saw, you feel kids need to see this movie, so you make sure that children get to see the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Because you are a great father. Well, I appreciate that. And much. you, when the opportunity presented itself, your, your beautiful daughter, all of six months old at that point, you said to her, Daddy's going to take you to see the Warriors tonight. At a, where was it? Where was it? It was at a, at a bowling Coney alley. Island. What? Where? Coney Island. Coney Island. So you took your your six six month old daughter to see the Warriors, and you want other children. You don't just want don't want your kid to have these opportunities. You want other children to have them also. To have the the advantages that your child has had. Mm. How are things going with the Wacky Man Warriors <laughs> Foundation? <laughs> it's, it's building up steam. It's great. I and someday, buddy, someday <laughs> you'll look out. It'll be a sea of kids, and you'll say, "Roll them," and they'll start playing the movie. And you'll be watching proudly as these children watch the Warriors running down the street as the baseball furies chase them with their cartoonish uh, gang uh, because they're painted like baseball men, right? Is that what they are? Yeah, they're wearing you know baseball outfits and then they have face paint on. Yeah. How young is too young for the Warriors? What are we talking about? <laughs> Six weeks? What's the cutoff? Excuse me. What's the what's the what's too young? Two months? I guess that depends on uh, what I can get the parents to agree to. How are how are you, Zima? So this you heard you heard me talk about this and and. Uh, where, where did you stand on that? Well, that's what I was hoping to reevaluate. <laughs> You're hoping to reevaluate what now? The movie? Well, or, or what do you want to add? You want to add a second <laughs> film to the thing? A double feature? What do you want to add? 
Dawn of the Dead. Would that be a good one? What 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 movie do you want to add as the double feature to? While you have the kids there, what other movie do you want to add to it? What do you want to add? Uh, what do you want to add? Uh, Kill Bill. Maybe one of the Saw movies. What's that, Mike? What? What? Mike wants you. Yeah, stop it, Mike. You're Mike wants his, he, he Mike is saying he's screaming something. I don't even know what he's saying. Straw dogs is what Mike was saying. Uh, why don't you, why don't you add, why don't you start showing, what if you do this? You start off with, you start off with the Warriors, right? Mm-hmm. Then you go, kids, the next movie we're going to show, it's called Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia. Mm-hmm. And it's a guy named Warren Oates. You guys might know him from, from Cockfighter. Or from Tulane Blacktop. He, uh, this is a movie where he drives around with a head in a bag and talks to it. So let's, let's, uh, you guys are gonna love this one. So, uh, well, you have to cut the head off the body from the grave first, right? Well, you let the kids experience that firsthand, <laughs> right? Sure, no spoilers. What's the best line in Bring Me the Head of Alfredo Garcia Z, man? I, I haven't seen it. Very simple. He goes, Dos huevos, por favor. When he orders eggs, worn outs. Well, so, what do you want to reevaluate now? Well, if not your, then the listening audience's understanding of this story, because I figure long before... I even had my daughter. Probably a good chunk of people who were familiar with the show thought I was a maniac already. Uh, from from the whole, all the stuff back and forth with Wally. And uh, Wally's now been around 10 years. Uh, not, not quite involved with the show quite that long, but just about. And, uh, you know, some people, some people get it, some people don't, as with anything. Uh, but, yeah, people probably thought enough of me. In, in a negative connotation before this whole Warriors thing. But taking you and, and the fun you've had with this at your word mm. is something I could see people doing. Right, well, and, you okay, know. okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Let's I don't want to ruin this. No, 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 don't worry. Don't worry. Not for you, it's not no, about you. No, 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 Z-Man, 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 you, this, you're 100% right. Let me make a statement. I would like to apologize. No, it's not from the bottom. That. No, no, no. Let me get my statement, right. Z-Man. Okay, okay. Let me. You okay. want it? You're gonna get it. No, that's not what I want. No, no, no. You're I gonna just get. Want the truth to be known. Okay. Well, I'm gonna tell the truth now. I would like to apologize to my friend Zach, aka Z-Man, and Wally Wacky Man. I, in a, an attempt to be humorous, made up a charity that Zach was the founder of called no, Zach. No, 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 let me finish. The Wacky Man Warriors Foundation 
And I said this was a charity that Zach was found a founder of. This was a f- fictional creation from me in an effort to be funny. And I was very wrong. And I apologize from the bottom of my heart for any hurt or pain that this horrible, horrible, hateful, misconstruing of the facts may have caused. I have done so much talking about this, and it's time I did some listening. So, from this moment on, in light of the be- the the wacky man warrior, the sick joke that that was, <laughs> I am ending the best show. I will never do the best show again. Oh God! Because of. Z- so don't man. Hate me even more. Because of the hurt I caused Z Man, oh, I'm ending the best show now for good so that I can take some time to figure things out. If you have any oh, questions or, or thoughts about this, you can uh, t- please address them to Z Man. I will. <laughs> Wonderful. No. Oh, look, I made the thing up, okay? No, that wasn't the... Oh, I, I was Don't worry, right it's gone now. Everybody no, knows. No, that's not it. That's not it. What is it? What? You sound like Jason a little bit. I hear a little bit of Jason <laughs> in your voice. For the first time I, I heard... I guess what I'm getting serious I heard the, like that. Yeah, I heard... I heard the, 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 the... Your brother in your voice there for a second. Hmm. What is it? What, all, what is all it? All I want to clear up... Uh-huh. Is she never saw the actual movie? <laughs> I am not that much of a crazy person that I took my six-month-old daughter to watch that movie. Okay, you I know mean, what? We had, we've had a lot of fun with it. That's a and fair point. I never point. want to break the uh, reality. Never, yes, but okay. I don't want people to genuinely think I did. It was <laughs> a little like a mini convention. You're, there were tables mm-hmm. under a tent with mm-hmm. the guys selling sure. pictures and autographs, mm-hmm. and that's all. Okay, so let me just say. <laughs> In all seriousness, I would like to sincerely apologize (laughs) for misconstruing Zach, a.k.a. Z-Man, that he did not take his six-month-old to see a screening of the Warriors at Coney Island. He did take her to an autograph convention where she could get photos with the baseball furies. Is that fair to say? Uh, yeah, probably. You she know, pot- we didn't okay. get She potentially could have gotten autographs with uh, photos taken with the baseball furies and potentially gotten painted up like a baseball fury, <laughs> but did not. He did not, of course, because he's a responsible parent, and this is not something that Zach would do. So please... I apologize from the bottom of my heart for misconstruing this. And I've done a lot of talking, and it's time I did some listening. So, in an effort to improve myself, I'm ending the best show. 
forever. No. Because of Zach. In oh, honor of great. Zach. Oh, no. And, and his daughter. Oh, no. If you have any complaints about the best show being gone, please address them to Zach or his daughter. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, not her, too. Yeah. No, we'll loop her out of it. And look, yeah. I'm not ending the show. I know. Well, look, buddy. You know, <laughs> you. I'm glad you clarified that because you clearly, be honest with me. Did anybody say to you, Mate, did you really take your kid to see the Warriors? <laughs> I don't know that it's come up. I haven't really had a lot of in-person interaction with the uh, FOT community yeah. in that time. But sure. hey, no, I just know him, that huh? there's a chunk that would just take it at its word and be you're like, too this good guy's for him sicker now, than huh? we thought. Right, you're too good for him, right? What? You're too good for him. You kind of don't hang out with them anymore. No, I wish I could. I'm just not good at... Uh, Getting together with people. <laughs> All right. Look, my friend, I'm glad we clarified this. Yes, and again, I don't know if you ever got my email, but I had such a wonderful time uh, when, when I was in studio with Wally. I can't thank you oh, that's, enough. That's great. I mean, I, uh, uh, truth be told, I have a setting on my computer that your emails immediately go to my spam folder. Oh, okay. So I did not see so, yeah. that. And I Got do have it. another <laughs> setting that my spam folder clears itself out every hour. Okay. All right. It's all good. That's well, it was great to have you. Look, you come back anytime you want. I anytime. hope I can. Anytime. Did you see Ant-Man and the Wasp? Oh, I did. Did you like it? Oh, yeah. You know, I mean. It was great, right? Yeah. Yeah, obviously. I just, you know. Look, I know I you're. Seen, you know. I know you're mad. He doesn't have orange hair in it. <laughs> I just watched a thing with Peyton uh, where he was he was watching the Honest trailer for the original with those guys and commenting on it. Mm -hmm. I loved it. I saw it last night. I thought it was great. Yeah, I thought it was fun. It was it was uh, you know you know forgive the pun but you know a smaller Marvel movie. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, take, well, because they shrink. Wait, the movie shrunk? No, I saw it on the full screen. I didn't see it. No, the, no, you know, the characters in the movie shrink. The what? Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Ant-Man. Yeah, yes. Yeah, an it's, ant. it's like a smaller scale. You now, know, answer right me at, this. Right answer me this, the, Zach. Yeah. Uh -huh. You know I follow these things like nobody's business. I'm... Is he part ant? I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I don't think he has it in his DNA. It's not quite like like a Spider Man who uh -huh. got, you know got transformed. It's okay. it's, it's more more the tech based. Sure, sure. Stuff. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, but I, I hope this time at least uh, it ends up on the Blu ray. We'll find out. We'll find out. You know what? I don't care. I don't care. Well, I do. I want to see it. I, I couldn't oh, believe it didn't even... The first one didn't get on there. Good look, because I got cut out of... Uh, me and John Worcester also well, both got cut out of Ant-Man and the Wasp, the movie. We uh, we played uh, uh, two, two uh, goons mm. who are... Who are, are I think are, I think we would have been in one of the trucks that got flipped or something like that. Remember right. that in the movie during that chase? Right, yeah. I saw your, you know... Credits 
Yes, we online. have online. Yes. And did you hear that thing when that guy Sean uh, asked at the press conference? Asked, yeah, yeah, that, that clip you played that was great. Yeah, that was something else. Yes, the. But look, I'm happy. I'm happy. Movie's great. My friend made a yeah. great movie, and everybody likes it. It was po- it's popular. Yeah. How old would your daughter be before you'd show her that? Ten? How? What's the proper age for that? Um, maybe, maybe, maybe a little sooner, depending on you know how interested she is. I mean, she already knows some of the superhero characters from you know, like what Deadpool. You showed her Deadpool yet? No, no, I don't even own that one. Did you see Deadpool two? Yeah, I saw I saw both of Deadpool movies. Did you laugh? I think there were times. I don't know if I laughed as much as the first one, mm-hmm. but you know there was some fun All stuff right. in there. All right, all right, my friend. All you right, thanks so much, evening. Tom. Have a good night. Good guy, Wally Wacky man. Yeah, so uh, Ant Man. I saw that last night. That was fun. It's good. I like when people I know do things. It's why, look, would I have liked to have been in a movie? Of course I would have liked it. Got cut out of the first one, got cut out of the second one. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You can't do nothing about it. You ride the wave, baby. That's what you do in this life. You ride the wave. Right, Mike? Yeah. Hey, Mike, are people out there drinking Kirkland Light? Did you have a Kirkland Light? No. You don't drink? Kirkland Light might be the right way to start. Might be your first drink. Uh, yeah, I remember when I had my first Kirkland Light. Best show, hi. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hey. How's it going? This is Stephen from West Virginia. Stephen from West Virginia, home of Studio. Uh, no, he's from Western Virginia. Yeah, that's where he grew up out where you are. I'm from West Virginia. Yeah, that's where he's from. So what can I do for you, Stephen? Uh, well, I was I, I did have something to call in and talk about the, uh, the topic, but you, you've just brought up so many things that I also wanted to kind of touch base with you. All right, look, you talk about whatever you want. Thank Please. you very much. That's, a, that's an honor. Uh, Lana Del Rey. Yo. Please. A lot of her during the show. Big fan of hers. Love yeah, her music. She's the best. I, I don't think. What? I'm going on the record here and saying I don't think she ripped off Radiohead. Who I don't cares? think that make that doesn't make sense. Look, first of all, her song. Yeah, it's look. It sounds just like the other Radiohead song, but Radiohead got sued for that one from the Hollies. Yeah, Albert Hammond Jr.'s dad. Yeah. Oh, goody. More money for the that family. Yeah. Great. Right. <laughs> Yeah. The rich get picture, the poor get the picture, right? That's how it goes. <laughs> you get it out there in West Virginia. That's a studio. Uh, it came up in the same streets you walked. Thank you. Studio well, walked the same streets you're walking now. Now yeah. he's walking the streets in New York. Suddenly he's a fancy guy. He's dressed like Mr. Monopoly. Oh, man. Mr. Is NYC. That, are you sure he's not from Pittsburgh? Isn't that guy based on a... Of, uh... I don't know where that guy's from, but I know I got a guy in the studio who looks just like him now. Studio Dudio. Studio Dudio. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's why he's called Dudio. He's the dude who built the studio. 
Um, so, yeah. Yeah, there's a Lana Del Rey song on the uh, the most recent album, the final song uh, on the album. Get Free. You Get Free. And it sounds like Creep by Radiohead, which sounds like uh, all the... Uh, the air that I breathe. The air that I breathe. I'll say this. Look, Radiohead, that's fine. It's a little egghead-ish for me at this point in yeah. my life. Don't always mm-hmm. want to feel like I'm doing homework when I'm listening yeah. to records. It was fun for a while, but now I, I totally get that as well. These Lana Del Rey, these are the best albums going. Mm-hmm. And it's not like she was like, oh man, my career is doing so bad. I need to rip off Radiohead to get more yeah, fans. Look. It just doesn't make any sense. Whatever. I'll, look. I was talking about this last night with with uh, with uh, my, my wife, uh, uh, Terry. and I didn't know you were married. Yeah, I'm married. Awesome, awesome. Thank you. It is awesome. She's the best. So, I was remembering, going down memory lane, when this this bum, the guy, Brian Williams, remember that guy who lied about, I was on a helicopter and they were <laughs> shooting at me and I was, remember yeah. he like, yeah, suddenly this guy's on Mission Impossible. Like, yeah. you think he's, uh, you think he's uh, Ethan Hunt. Why did it take so long for people to be like, uh, that never happened? Yeah, I don't know. But remember when he was just like, Lana Del Rey, one of the worst performances on Saturday Night Live history. Like, he had to like, what, what, what are you, a, a critic all of a sudden? That was unfairly my first impression of Lana Del Rey. And then um, oh. I heard the Blue Jeans remix. She was not, look, she was on a, a Saturday Night Live when she started. It wasn't great. It was not good. There was something, her voice was, uh, was warbly or whatever. There were some parts that were out of context. So, look, the sound on SNL sucks anyway. They should all be fired up there. It's the worst sound. This is a state-of-the-art thing. This, this show, this show, Saturday Night Live, they should be filming this thing on a barge out on the, <laughs> on the Hudson. Yes. They're tying up, they're tying up five floors of the most expensive real estate in, on, uh, America. So they can do a show in a studio that's uh, 90 years out of date. Well, I always thought that Beck sounded pretty good. Yeah, once really. in a while they get it right. But then you watch, it's like, oh, why does Paul McCartney sound horrible? <laughs> they, first of all, 30 Rock, they should take a wrecking ball that whole building. <laughs> that building's so out of date. <laughs> it's this, it, they, they were recording, they were doing radio shows in there, and they haven't updated it. They're trying to, they keep trying to rejigger it around a thing. We're trying to update it on the, on the uh, while it's going a hundred miles an hour. Knock it down. Start over. Yes. yes. What's it matter if they were doing if they did Saturday Night Live out on a barge? If they built a sound stage out there, right? <laughs> yeah. Who Nobody cares? Care. Oh, it's a Thirty Rock. What do I care? I live in Idaho. <laughs> I don't know what Thirty Rock is. <laughs> Isn't that's Paul, the name of the show? Oh, Paul Simon. Oh yeah, Paul Simon. Guy, he's retired. He Good riddance. Show? Good riddance. Yeah. He's retiring. Yeah. Finally. 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 Song thief. He's retiring. <laughs> Ripped off Los Lobos. Oh, all those man. musicians, the South African musicians. You're killing me, Tom. Shame, shame. Public shame. Him. Yeah. Although, yeah. Look. Bring him Good down. He's retiring. Gotta go watch that guy croak through uh, the Cecilia. Yeah. One more time. Yeah, one more time. 
that, that last show is definitely going to be uh, retrospective. I pitched a music video. I pitched a me. I got asked once. Hey. They said hey. Okay. I got asked once. Would you be interested in pitching a music video idea for Paul Simon? And I said, absolutely. Here's the idea. And I literally pitched this idea where it would be to one of his dumb new songs, right? <laughs> songs no one likes. Something about, like, that guy and I don't look, Let me Let me tell my story. Sorry. Steven, you're on the sidelines now. So... This is the video I pitched. Remember that OK Go video where it was shot in real time, right? All of them. Where it was like all the stunts and all the things like that, <laughs> right? Writing's on the wall. Here it goes again. Yeah, exactly. So I pitched a video idea. I said, you start off, Paul Simon's in, in like a jumpsuit, right? And he's standing there. And it's, I, I swear I pitched this. This went through... I believe you. To his, I, I, I'm, I, the, the, you're on, you're on sideline. I'm talking right now. I'm talking to the audience. Come on, Stephen, tighten it up. So then, I say it starts off. Paul Simon's on like a set, and it's like it's a set for one of these like OK Go videos, right? Like where it'd be like all these stunts happen and stuff, and he's in real time. The song's going, and he's in it. He's in like a jumpsuit and the song starts and then the first stunt happens and what happens with the first stunt is a bowling ball bounces off course like the stunt doesn't go right. A bowling ball goes off course and hits him right in the leg, right? And he falls down and he doubles over in pain. And the song is still playing, and we never, we never cut. There's never one edit in the thing. Paul Simon's laying on the ground, writhing in pain. And then a couple like medics come over and check him out, right? And they make sure he's okay. They get him to like lay flat and all stuff like this. The song's still playing. Oh my god! And. They get him to lay flat, then they like put him, they sit him in it, they, like they, they, they like calm him down, sit him, and then like the bay of doors of the soundstage open, and then like an ambulance backs in, and they load him into the ambulance, and the video follows him until the song runs out. We just stay with Paul Simon getting taken to the hospital after this OK Go video fell apart. <laughs> And the 78-year-old man got hit by a bowling ball in the <laughs> leg. And the song would just end with the inside the ambulance driving off. Oh, my gosh. And I'm going to assume, since, he, since we didn't make it four years ago, that he's not into it. <laughs> Tell me, though, that would not have been the single greatest music video you've ever seen in your life. I think he would be on par with, like, maybe Prince these days if that video would have happened he, yeah, he that would have been up. his this is america yes he would have broke the internet we would have yeah we would have there would be no this is america if it wasn't for if we got to do our paul simon video what a dope thank you steve what an absolute fowler thank you, 
thank you. You get it. You, And this is what I like about you, and I think I see the same thing in duty. It's that West Virginia, it's just that West Virginia honesty. Well, like, my dad's also from Jersey. Okay. So. Well, all right, my friend. You have a great night. You too. Wouldn't that have been the greatest video you've ever seen? Didn't happen, though. I don't know. It's like four years ago. It's probably like six, maybe six years ago. I don't know when I pitched. Let me see if I can find that. That was the greatest. Hold on one second. Hold on. Nobody go anywhere. Let's see what happens when I search. Subject consultants, Paul Simon. Yeah. Yeah, I pitched it, uh, 2010. Hmm. Yeah. Long time ago. That would have been the greatest moment of my life if I got to film that thing. But you know what they say? You can't always get what you want. But you know what? I needed that. They say you, you try, you get what you need. I needed that to happen. I didn't get what I needed. I needed to see Paul Simon get hit by a bowling ball. <laughs> but if you try sometimes, you just might find, you just might find, you get what you need. You picture Paul Simon, bowling ball bounces, boing. <laughs> he just falls over. Oh, that would have been the greatest moment of my life. I know Mike's not laughing. Mike doesn't find any of this funny. Oh, this is a nice message Mike tweeted out. Thanks to Z-Men's Warrior Foundation, the Warriors is now showing in maternity ward at Bayonne Hospital. That's fair. That's sweet. You're in the dome. Best show. Hi. Hey, this is uh, Ben in Portland. Ben in Portland. What's up, Ben? What's going on? I got something for the topic. What do you and think? It, uh, it kind of relates to what you and Z-Man were talking about, too. Um, I was watching Gangs of New York the other night, yeah. and I noticed that it came out in 2002, Yeah, and I did some quick math, and I was like, I remembered seeing it in 16, theaters. 16 years ago. You did some quick yeah. math. <laughs> yeah. 18 I was, minus I was 2. Ten. Okay. I was 10, and yeah. I remember liking the movie. Yeah. And, not, and my mom took me to see it. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, like, is that weird that a 10-year-old... Saw that in theaters? Eh, it's not that weird. Like, I watched a lot of movies like that as a kid, and I feel like it made me better in some ways. I feel like I love movies because of that. Yeah. What's one that you feel like, like, does that one make you feel like, yeah, maybe that one was not something mom should have taken me to see? Or is there one that really jumps out at you that you probably should not have? Um... Yeah, I don't know. I, I think that was pretty bad. A lot of violence, but it didn't seem that. I mean, the, the beginning scene was crazy. I remember, but it wasn't. I don't know. It didn't affect me. I knew it was a movie at that point. Yeah, I didn't think I, you didn't know it was a movie. What do you think you're in the eighteen yeah. hundreds all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah. Were you one of these, dum these dummies at the turn of the century where the train? They show the movie the train, and it's yeah. like, like, oh, train! <laughs> no one yeah, ever no. thought that. Because they know no. they walked in. How dumb do you have to be back even in 1905 
you walk into a movie theater, you know you paid money to go to a building, and then you're sitting in a seat, and then this thing starts playing, and a train is coming at you, and you jump up. And the, but the thing that's playing is the only thing that's in black and white in the room also. You're still in full color. Everything's still in full color in the room, except for this one thing playing that a guy is playing a, a piano along to, right? Yeah, maybe they were that dumb. I don't, I think I don't that's just, that. I think that's the way people mythologize it. Everybody jumped up and they were terrified when the train yeah. rolled. They thought it was going to run off the screen and get them. No, they didn't. It's like the fake there might have been the one. There might have been one. Yeah, hold on. There might have been one farmer in the audience who just like <laughs> didn't know what they were seeing. Ben, <laughs> right? One, one rube. Yeah. Straight off the turnip truck. Didn't know what was going on in the thing, but everybody else knew what that was. Yeah. Hey, Mike, can you tell Pat to bring the, uh, my other two guests in? Two? Three. Bring everybody in. Sure, bring everybody in, Mike. The more, the merrier. You're in the dawn. What, what Lana Del Rey song is that? Oh, it's that I'm singing. It's next to me. Groupie love. Groupie love. That's right. You know it. You want right, my... Calm down. Calm down. Quiet. Let's have a seat, please. Have a seat. Yeah. No, that, I don't like that energy. I will, I will leave if that's the energy I'm going to. I felt... Hey, have you ever, have you done Lana Del Rey on karaoke? I have, yes. What's your favorite one to do? Love. Love is good. I like uh, video games. That's a good one also. It's a good karaoke Young song. and beautiful. <laughs> Blue jean, right? I don't know that one. What? Come mm -hmm. on, tighten it up, Chief. All right. Sorry. Bye. Mike. All right, calm down. Have you watched this, Mike? Have you watched Comedians in Cars? Yeah, it's a Seinfeld thing. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know. I just I watched, I watched some of that. There's this new season up. I I, I don't even think I made it through fifty. I I scrolled through it. I couldn't bring myself to pick an episode. But what I did shut off after ten minutes was Jerry Seinfeld interviewing David Letterman on his. Because look, this thing, David, it's David Letterman. He was a great. He had a show. When I was a little boy, it was the greatest show ever. But now he's like this kook with this beard. But the beard's not the problem. The problem is he's he's wildly uninteresting. <laughs> he's so uninteresting and uninteresting. Now suddenly he's like. Suddenly this guy's interested in other human beings for the first time. He's 79 years old and he finally cares what another human says. Now, so now he's got to do, just like everybody else on earth, this is what I'll say. This is where this Mark Marin gets such a, such a raw deal. Nobody else is doing all these interviews. Now you get every one of these half wits is, it, it needs to do interviews all of a sudden. They're all just, everybody's just interviewing everybody. 
Oh, Alec Baldwin is interviewing people. Oh, let's see what he said. Oh, did you hear Moby in, Moby interviewed? Did you hear Moby interview? Uh, I almost said somebody I can't say. Um, I used to work for New York based actress. Can't say it. Almost said it. Who would I say? Did you hear Moby? Oh, Moby interviewed the naked cowboy. Did you hear that one? Oh, no, I was busy listening to Alec Baldwin interview Billy Joel. Interviews. The, the, the most self-centered people on earth are now asking questions to other self-centered people. But it's David Letterman. This guy's clogging up. That's somebody else's, that's somebody else's gig that this, that this, this guy's taking. How many years you gotta stay on TV? 30, 38 years he does this talk show. And then now it's just like he's about Netflix. Now I like talking to people. Oh wow. Did an interview. I saw him talk to Howard Stern. It was, it was like you'd, you'd think it was questions that they would be fielded from a kindergarten class. He was asking this guy. If they had a kindergarten class and they were just asking kids to ask him questions, it would be shockingly close. Your wife has a charity and you help out cats? Or whatever it was. Ugh. This guy just driving me. It's like, clear, get out of the way. We all know the song, right? We know that ludicrous song, right? Everybody knows that song, right, Mike? You know that song. No, not back it up. Move, bitch. Get out the way. Get out the way. That's what I say to David Letterman and to Alec Baldwin. This is not a taping of Married with Children. This is not Arsenio Hall. Yeah. So, yeah, but think about before Mark Marin was doing his show. Nobody's interviewing anybody. This guy started interviewing people, and suddenly everybody else gets in on the interview game. Oh, it's so boring talking to people, which is why I want to announce my show, Tomversations. No, could you imagine if this was. Guys, I got a new show. It's called Tomversations. It's just me sitting back and getting to know some of your favorite people. These aren't conversations. They're conversations. On the first episode, I talked to Stephen Baldwin and Daniel Baldwin about Alec Baldwin. That guy in the ocean. Best show, hi. Well, hello. Best show, hi. Oh, don't make me hear my own thing play back. Tom, what's going on? What? Who is this? It's me. It's Tony. It's me. It's me, Tony. Remember me, Tony? I called earlier, and I'm ha I'm doing the actual callback. I realized I had something that I had to reset, and I have now something that 
It plays with your whole fame. Oh, the first it's time. this guy. Okay. Hey, what's up, Tony? It's the summertime. It's the summer playlist guy. Yeah, so what's sorry. up, Tony? How's it going, bro? Well, what I'm saying is I have to regroup. I did it wrong the first time, and it's the whole theme. Don't worry, um, man. Look, we all listen to look, your show in order to get all the good dope yeah. about the best things that happen. Because you're right? the, you are the guy that knows all the best things. Tom, stop. Thanks, Tony. Stop. Thanks. You know you do. And so what I told Mike was, uh, I wanted to come back and tell you at least the top 15 new bands that are dropping in 18 that made that summer playlist so fucking non-depressing to me. Because why would I say, oh, this was so good, but not tell you what it was? And then once I told him that, he goes, well, why don't you just call them out and then let Tom decide whether they're good or bad. And you're just going to destroy me every time I call a new band that I'm loving for this year. All right, bro. Give it, lay it on me. Here we go. Give me the name. Okay. This is out of a thousand songs. So we're talking about like 15 bands that are making it hip to 18, to 2018, right? Remember I told you earlier, we're doing all the old shit, but here's the things that make it current and real. Yeah. Tell me the shit and then the good. Go. Okay, going. Okay, gorillas drop right now. Bad company. Why'd you let him through a second time, Mike? What? You knew I would do that. Fair enough. Mike's all right. You're all right, Mike. What do I always say to you, Mike? Yeah, Dudio and Pat. What do I say to you about them? They're not fit to carry your jock. Never forget that. The number, 201-332-3484. We are here. We were talking about all sorts of things. We're talking about uh, the things that must be reevaluated. I think I might have to do some reevaluation here. This Paul Simon video is haunting me. That would have been my crowning achievement for this lifetime. If I had made that, I would still be coasting on that eight years later. That would be, that would have been my greatest moment. Now somebody, here's a, who, who did this picture of Paul Simon in the, in an okay go video set? You did. Yeah, that would have, that would have been just like that. That's exactly what it was going to be. Oh, I could have had it. I had it there in the palm of my hand. It didn't happen. It's a chicken. Should have told him it was somebody else's idea that we, he would have been interested in and he would have stole it. Right, I should have told him that there was a South African video. <laughs> I should have told him Los Lobos did a video just like it in South with some South African musicians. Paul Simon be like, "Yeah, let's do that. That sounds like a great a great idea." I wonder if with him retiring, if he's going to be a musical guest on Saturday Night Live. I sh- I guarantee. He's the first guest on Saturday Night Live when they come back in September. Because that's when he's retiring. 
I guarantee Paul Simon is a musical guest. Who wants to who wants to bet me on that? Anybody want to take that bet? Studio? You'll take that bet? In September, he'll be a musical guest. Not the first guest. He will be, He if he's retiring, there is no way Lorne Michaels will not have him on as a musical guest. He will not be able to re- resist the urge to have that guy on. You'll still take, well, that's the, that's not how betting works. I think you're right, but I'll take that bet. That's what somebody addicted to gambling would do. Well, I think you're, I'm, I know I'm going to lose this bet, but I'm certainly going to make it because what if we do that next week? Speaking of betting, what if we finally do that casino show we were going to do, right? I'll sign up for Betfair Casino. And I'll play on the air. Like, I'll play and we'll see how much money we win or lose. The latest bet fair, because gambling's legal in New Jersey. Online gambling is legal in New Jersey, which is such a great development. Because, like, the people in this commercial, these defeated people are just like, now I can gamble in my kitchen. (laughs) It's like a nightmare. Gamble in your kitchen. And the one woman is on the thing and she's got this South Jersey Philly accent. She's just like, I was on the, on the thing and I, and they knew my name on the thing and they said they addressed me personally on it when I logged in. What? Yeah. You get that anywhere. I get that at a movie phone. I go and it says, hello, Tom. My name's at the top of the screen. It's called, it's called logging in. It's kind of, it's kind of, every website can kind of do it now. They, they knew my name when I logged in. Yeah, it's because you gave them your credit card. (laughs) You're the best thing that ever happened to them. You went to the thing and gave them your credit card information and said, let's start betting. Right, Mike? He's out. No calls. <gasps> 201. Please don't make me talk to these people in the room. Come on, listeners. I'm trapped. <laughs> now, who's here? Who's here tonight? Who do we have? We have... Jennifer, what's up, Jennifer? Hi, Tom. Hi. I'll put your, you want to say hi into the microphone? Hi, Tom. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Now, you're, you are a famous person, <laughs> right? Absolutely. You're an opera singer. I am. Right? I was, am, yeah. Was, am, but you can still sing, right? I can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's like the highest note you can hit? Uh, a high E flat above high C. Mm-hmm. Like, look, I know you got to warm your voice up right now. I'm not going to ask you to ruin your instrument. But could you do something now? Could you, could you ruin your instrument, please? There's even something that I would think would be impressive. Me not knowing anything that I would think is impressive. 
Well, <laughs> well you were talking about Lou Reed earlier, yeah. and I really loved your um, Pavarotti impression. That's right, when he did Perfect Day. Yeah. It was the greatest. It was the greatest. There's like... Now, Lu- Luciano Pavarotti, right? What's the deal with him for people who know what that is? <laughs> like, are people just like, that guy sucks? No, no, people love him. Okay. Yeah, he's a he's a legend. Did you like that movie, Yes, Giorgio, he did? Yes, yeah. You like that movie? <laughs> I remember watching it when I was a little kid, and when they roll the credits, there's like a tiny little Luciano. Mm-hmm. That's just sort of like <laughs> moving around in different areas of the credits. That was his the big smallest he's ever been. That was his big movie, his big starring thing. It where was he really was like, romantic. Yes. What's this now? You're right. Oh yeah. He's turning the mic toward you. See, you don't know that as opera. You don't know microphones. No, we don't use microphones. No, you just know the room. Yeah. Right. We just tried to get the sound. Through the orchestra to the back of the house. Yes. Now, if you see like a play, like I saw a play a few months ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, I think I was sitting too close because yeah. I was kind of just like, because they're playing to the whole room. Right. But when you sit too close, you're kind of like, I think these people are terrible actors because <laughs> they're, because every move is just like, if you're too close, it feels slightly, everything felt outsized a little bit because they're just like what do you want me to do (laughs) i saw les mis when i was a little kid like Mm -hmm. they did a tour of it and they came to chicago Uh uh-huh and um we were really close and so i think this was probably one of my first theater experiences and there's a part where like jean valjean gets a piece of bread and he's so starving and he like just starts eating it like crazy Mm -hmm. but the actor was like just kind of moving it all around his face Uh (laughs) Uh and not actually like taking a bite of it or or eating it like a normal starving person i Mm -hmm. guess or what i would imagine Mm -hmm. or like i would eat a piece of bread when i'm starving yeah, I just remember that made such a lasting impression on me when I was a little kid because I was like, that's that just seems outrageous. Yeah. But then I became an opera singer, which is also All right. outrageous. Get ready for that note. You got to okay. give us something. <laughs> but I'll say this. <laughs> when I was. to deflect for the longest time. Yes, you're trying to run out the <laughs> clock on the show. When I was a kid, I saw this production of. Which one has Tinkerbell in it now? <laughs> Peter Pan, mm-hmm. right? So I saw this thing, like a like a local-ish production of it. And they clearly had like a badminton, like like it was like on a string. It was like the shuttlecock <laughs> was Tinkerbell. And they're just like <laughs> flying over the thing. <laughs> and then like there's a point where like Tinkerbell like goes away. And then like they, I think they forgot to like bring Tinkerbell back. Because <laughs> I was like, wait, Tinkerbell never came back. <laughs> I think I saw a production of Peter Pan where Tinkerbell, like, because it's supposed to be like, everybody cheer and then Tinkerbell will come back. (laughs) And, like, they didn't do that. So I saw one of the rare production that had the death of Tinkerbell in it (laughs) when I was little. That's messed up, right, Mike? Yeah. How close were you to the stage? We were pretty far back. We didn't have, good, didn't have good Peter Pan seats. Close enough that I knew that that was a badminton shuttlecock on a string. 
that that's what Peter, that's what Tinkerbell was. Who else is here? Lisa's here, right? You're not talking. I'm here. From Florida, you came up. Yeah. Not just for this, though. Just for this. Just, <laughs> well, then there might be some problems. You really might need to reevaluate and stuff. Where's what's-his-face? What happened to him? Fred. Yeah, Fred. Yeah. No show. Yeah, early call. Early oh. call. Operating heavy machinery. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> no show. Fred. I guess I didn't do enough for this guy. I can't tough it out. I haven't done enough yet. I guess I gotta get him a fourth job before he'll come hang out at the show. Oh, Fred. Sweet Fred. So who else is here? We have Emily's here. Aaron. Aaron. E. See, I get everybody's name wrong when it's on the, I kept calling you Julia because your, because your Instagram name was like J, I thought it was, I was like, hey Julia, you're like, it's uh, Jennifer. <laughs> and I'm like, well your online thing made it look like. I didn't correct you, I just was like. Yeah, but then I realized okay. halfway through, I'm like, yeah, I think I. Well, and then when you apologized to me, like, mm-hmm. on the air the following week or something, yes. I was standing in my kitchen doing the dishes, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, the apology happened. There was, like, yes. a big pause yes. on the show, and then the apology, and I was just, like, stopped dead in my kitchen, like, yes. what's happening? Well, Aaron, let me just say, Aaron, no, <laughs> seriously, I would like to <laughs> apologize from the bottom of my heart. I did not mean... During a show where I'm juggling 9,000 things at once <laughs> to get your name wrong off the top of my head. I've done a lot of talking, and I think it's time I did some listening. <laughs> so, I'm ending the best show. In light of this situation, I'm ending the best show. And you can, if anybody has any problems with this, please address everything to Z-Man. Still, <laughs> it still goes to him. It's still dump it on his plate. How are you tonight? I'm good. You're I good? You. Oh, thank you. You know these apologies. These are lowercase a apologies when if I get someone's name wrong. I'm not exactly tearing my hair out all night over the thing. Apologies, strong word. Correction. <laughs> or lowercase a, apology. I and that, okay, thank you. Well, that's <laughs> all I could ever ask. And then, of course, Hannah's here. How are you? I'm good. How are you, John? Good. No one's talking into microphones. It's driving Dudio nuts. No Look, we don't have to. We expect all right. service. Don't expect service. <laughs> right. Are then we supposed to get You up? just, you know what that just means? All the mics come down. You just ended this segment, Lisa. No, you don't. Well, no, you're now. Now you do because you don't have a microphone. Two zero one three three two three four eight four. No more calls. Nobody has to reevaluate anything. That's crazy. No, don't call from outside. That's not the way it works. I mean, it could work that way, but it's not. It's not, it's not worth it. What is this? 
Now that's troubling. I'm not reading that. <laughs> that's not happening tonight. She's retired. Come on. Lo 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 lo, right? Ooh, right. There it is. It's such a perfect day. Remember when he was because he was like, it's such a perfect day. Do you think he knew how much Lou Reed music? Do you think Luciano Pavarotti knew before? That day. I don't think, well, probably none. Probably none, yeah. The great duet between Lou Reed, who has literally no voice, and the most legendary opera singer of the second half of the 20th century. With the most legendary eyebrows. He's no Caruso. (laughs) Mike, should I wind it down? What do you think? Can't believe these phones are dead. What, what's going on? Everybody's watching Fallon. <laughs> they don't listen. Ten, eleven thirty comes along. It's Fallon time, right? With my listeners, these guys get their laughs and their news. I like how he got mad when it was like. I'm not going into it. I don't want to talk about any of this stuff. But let's just say, I think I'm in the, I think I agree with the president on one thing when he's just like, stop being such a crybaby, Jimmy Fallon. So I'm like, man, this guy's, well, he's not 100% wrong now. I'm kind of into him blasting Jimmy Fallon. Couple things to say. We got the, the, we, we, there are best show. The patches are, are in the works. That was a, uh, that was something we were doing for people who, uh, gave at the beginning of June the, the, uh, test. The patch sample is, is in. Looks nice. So everybody who gave to the Patreon over at patreon.com slash the best show that you gave it $10 or more, beginning of June, you're going to get a patch. It's exclusive. June? What's that now? June? You mean, are we already in July? <laughs> I said people who did give will get the patch. The people who gave in June will get the patch. Okay? Okay. Let's make sure. You get it, right? If you gave in June, you'll get the patch when it's done. All right. There's a patch. Look, the important thing is you go to patreon.com slash the best show. That is all we ask. If you can give a dollar a month, then please give a dollar a month. You do whatever you can do. That's what keeps the show afloat. 
and we're doing more stuff. We're going to do some records later this week of exclusive content just for the Patreon. We did the half hour of power, uh, uh, last uh, week or so ago. That's exclusive up there. And there's going to be more. Meet my friends of friends is coming back. Season three. It's coming soon. So go support that. And also, in all seriousness, no joke, apmike.bandcamp.com. This is Mike's Bandcamp. Is it still up, Mike? Still operable. You still have headshots? Headshots are still in stock. And I want to say there is the headshot contest is underway. I have not seen any entries except for the initial entry that someone did where they had all sorts of drugs laid out all over AP Mike's headshot. You get an AP Mike headshot. You put it anywhere, you put it in any kind of creative place, and you send a picture of it in, and then, oh, I'm going to start giving prizes out to the best and most creative ones. I'm telling you this right now. You understand this. You send one of you, jam this thing into a urinal, you lose. I'm not doing that. It's not a race to the bottom. This This show is an elegant show. If you jam it in a turlet, that's your loss. You're not going to get a thing, and then you lost your headshot. Right, Mike? He's laughing. He thinks it's great. I want to see if somebody will put, like, a Kirkland light right on his forehead, right on the headshot. What about AP Mike Coasters? What about that, Mike? Right? We should be doing that. I'll run some, I'll, I'll get some coasters made. A koozie, like a beer. Yeah, we, let's start with the co, but we could do all that stuff. There's all these places that just make trash like that. They slap the, slap a logo on anything. I have best show coasters, which I haven't even shown anybody yet. I have, uh, I have, I have those. That's a little thing I'm going to drop soon on people. That's another Patreon thing. It's going to come soon. I'll start sending coasters out to people who, uh, when I send you your, uh, your patch, you might be a coaster in the thing with you. It might not also. So don't, don't take that to the bank yet. But what I'm saying is, we're going to try to make this, we're going to try to give you as much as we can. So I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah. Thank you. Patreon.com slash the best show. I cannot believe that the phones are dead. Nuts. What happened? Every lines are lit for two and a half hours. Now suddenly it's all gone. Just like that Paul Simon video. It's over. That's how it goes down sometimes. Somebody wants Tony to call in again? No. Z Man sad. Alright, I'm ending the show. I'm gonna end the show. Was this all right? Did you have an okay time? Yes. Did you have pizza? Yes. Did you have pizza? What kind of pizza? The The special, the most special Brooklyn pizza. Okay. Yeah, the the special, the special one. Yes. Uh huh. Not Mike's pizza. No. 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 Wait, he didn't heat the Elios up, did he? (laughs) 
It, there is Elio's out. It's in the freezer. <laughs> Who brought that Elio's again? Z-Man? I think Z-Man did bring the Elio's. One of these weeks we'll heat that Elio's up, Mike. You know who's coming back soon, Mike? Corrigan. Yeah, your guy. He's got a new impression he worked up. It sounds nuts. I can't wait to hear it. Kevin Corrigan will be back here. I think we have another guest next week will be here. Uh, not not here. That might be a phone call. Let's start lining some stuff up. Start lining some stuff up. There's not a summer bummer here on the best show. I'll take this call. Don't even screen it, Mike. Don't even screen it. And they hung up. Final show. Final call of the show. Nope. Well, you know. All right. How about that note? What do you got for us? Yeah. That was awesome. Yes. All right. Now, all of you get out. Out. Everyone out. I'm going to wrap the show up and I'll see you on the other side of the show. Don't worry. Take your time. You can get your things after the thing. You like that, Mike? You're a cultured guy. You like stuff like that. Right? You and I should start going to the opera. Right? You should, you know we you know will help us out with that. Mr. NYC. He'll be like, "Well, you'll need to go to Lincoln Center for something like that." Best show, hi. Final call. Best show, hi. Hi, Tom. Hi. To whom am I speaking? Good. Who's this? Um, it's your long lost friend from Greenpoint, Brooklyn. Oh, that scares me. Hello? My long lost friend from Greenpoint, mm-hmm. Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. How's let it me, going? I think I know who this is. Let me let me ask questions. I'll see if I can figure out who this yeah. is. Yes, yes. Twenty questions. Two questions. Do you have black hair? Black? No. You don't You're have... Wrong. Really? Really? I'm starting Is off... Is this how you're going to do me, Tom? I'm starting... No, I'm asking you questions. Oh, okay, no. You don't have black hair? No, it's not black, per se. All right. Do you have a, <laughs> at least one tattoo? Yes. Yes. Do you have a store that sells jeans? Totally. Yeah, it's Judy Rosen. Yay! Hi, Tom. What are you doing, Judy? Well, I worked a little bit late tonight. Just took the dog for a walk. Really hot outside still. Like, a little brutal. Yeah. Um, I got to go to the beach last week. That was pretty great. What beach did you go to? I'm not going to tell you because it's going to sound like I'm, in, I'm a jerk. It's hoity-toity. Yeah. You're <laughs> fancy, though. I know. Everybody knows that you're fancy. 
I play fancy, Tom. Well, you got a foot in both worlds. <laughs> one foot says slob, one foot says snob. <laughs> no, I'm a snob in both worlds. Mike but... wants to know if you sold the masses shirts. Um, by sell. <laughs> oh, oh, this is not good, Mike. What if I no longer have them? But no, I, I. There, are, I. They will be selling for fall at the shop. <laughs> yes, don't worry, Mike. Your shirts will sell. In the meantime, people can go to uh, AP. I would Mike's say don't point. count on me for like lunch money. Yeah, don't worry, don't worry, Judy. So what's <laughs> going on, Judy? I just want to say hi, honestly. Oh, that's nice. I, I miss it's you nice desperately. Yes, I haven't heard from you in a while. I thought you forgot who I was. Oh, how dare you! Wow. I've been. When I, I don't hear, when I this? don't hear, I assume people just oh forget my God. me. Okay, mom. Well, well, that's look. That's between you and your mom. It's very telling. <laughs> Suddenly, it seems like you or someone owes mom a call. Also, <sighs> Tom. Yes, Judy. Did you go to the Did you go to the shore? No, I didn't. I've been, been working sick. too much. I've been sick and working. Oh gosh! Yeah, this is it. This, this is this is it for me. This is it. <laughs> Treasure every moment you get with me, Judy. You found you you found some people see the light at the end of the tunnel. You found the end of the line. Yeah, look, you'll find out. You'll find <laughs> out, Judy. Well, Tom, I was going to offer. Yeah. Um, my assistance to you if you ever need to make things yes i would love to help you do okay. that okay we'll figure that out now we're going to figure some exciting things out i love making weird stuff and yeah i will take so, you up on that and look yeah in all seriousness to help if you want yeah. jeans if you want jeans you go to judy rose j-u-d-i rosen out in brooklyn she's got her jean shop they're really the coolest. nice. And they, coolest. And they, 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 they accentuate people's butts. <laughs> right? Isn't Wasn't that Mike thing? supposed to model them? What yeah, happened? That, no. That what happened, I'm trying to keep your, your place in business. <laughs> what you're saying, you have Mike. to do an in-store. Mike's going to do an in-store? All right, Mike? Yeah. An in-store. Yeah, he's on his way. <laughs> He can autograph the jeans. Yes. All right, Judy. That sounds like a disaster. That I'm sounds like kidding. a disaster. Well, look, I hope I get to see you soon. I hope you don't forget me as soon as you hang up on this, and then I go back to the bottom of the list. Who is this? <laughs> see, there it is. That's 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 Montauk Judy right yep. now. <laughs> Talking. Tom. Fancy. Fancy long. This is like like uh, like uh like, this is Hampton's Judy. Shut up. Uh, uh, I still mingle with the little people, yes. Tom. All right, once in a while, throw the little people a bone. Yeah, yeah. All right, Judy, I'll talk to you soon. You take care. Bye, Tom. All right, bye. Love you. I'll you too. Bye. Final call. Best show. Hi. Hello? Mm. Hello. Can you hear me, Tom? I can, yes. 
How's it going? Just wanted to say you should reevaluate Breaking Bad. I watched it. I watched all of it. Why is his acting is is his acting any worse on it? Does it get even worse when you watch it a second time? Yes, it, it, I think so. He's not a good actor. No, sir. He's like William Shatner. <laughs> right? Yes. What about Jesse? Even worse, right? Worse? No, it's a, it's a, the show is a collection of bad actors. You know you're in trouble when you're getting out acted by Danny Trejo. <laughs> and his head is on the back of a tortoise and he's out acting you. What's the, uh, the bald guy's name from Under the Dome? Dean, Dean Norris. <laughs> yeah, when Dean Norris is laughing at you in terms of acting, then you're in trouble. Yes. All right. Buddy. I agree. I All appreciate right, the call. You Bye. have a great night. You know, sometimes it's important to appreciate the good things in life, right? Appreciate good music. Hello, darkness, my old friend. We appreciate the good songs. I've come to talk with you again. The evergreens, the songs because a vision that accompany us through life. Left the seas while I was sleeping. And the vision that was planted in my brain still remains within the sound of silence. Restless dreams I walked alone Narrow streets of cobblestone Beneath the halo of a street lamp I turned my collar to the cold and damp When my eyes were stared by the flash of a neon light I split the night Touch the sound of silence And in the naked light I saw Ten thousand people, maybe more People talking without speaking People hearing without listening Yes, question for Peyton. Uh, have there been any 
talks about you returning for a third film in the series. And if you do, will you be cutting Tom Sharpling from that movie too? <laughs> well, um... We belong dead.